If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome, everyone, to this completely unnecessary podcast for March 31st, Tuesday, 2020. Hope you're all safe out there, self-isolating as much as possible. I'm Pat Contry. That's Ian Ferguson. We're Howdy. about 5.3 feet away from each other. We can probably go back a few more inches, but... It's more like four. It's a little more than four. We're, we're, we're risking it for you guys, though. Today, we'll be talking about the Nintendo Direct that came out and, and the, the crown jewel of of it, I thought Clubhouse fifty one games. I'm uh, talking about uh, the PC Engine Mini being released in limited quantities. Well, at the Atari VCS had a dashboard test video, uh, and a couple of a couple of pro- of uh, rare games uh, getting dumped or prototypes and, and rare games preservation news and a Dragon's Lair Netflix movie announced. Plus Q and A is gonna make so it's gonna be a packed action packed packed episode. I have a prediction that this one's gonna be lean and mean. I have a feeling that these topics will be laser-focused. Laser-focused? Were they laser-focused last week? I know we upset someone on Twitter flailing his arms around. Nothing like this this week you think is going to happen? We'll see. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe It's up to us. It's up to us. What did you do this weekend? Anything? I played uh, Animal Crossing. You like like being on the island? Yeah. I like being on the island. Uh, I cooked. I played Animal Crossing. I did a uh, shift of curbside pickup at Luna, um, recorded for extra napkins, streamed myself cooking. Yeah. I, don't know. I, 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 would, I would watch you stream It cooking. was about as action-packed as it could be right now. Okay. What about you? You get, you get, any, get any reps in? You exercise them? No, all? no reps. You get the resistance bands. Before they jacked the price even more. I bought them before they jacked the... They literally doubled the price in like a week. So you could do your pat workouts? Yeah, do my pat workout. What? <laughs> pat workouts? I'm on the phone what? with this guy yesterday, and he tells me he's going to do a pat workout. Like, that's just what people call shit. No, I already did it when I said... Oh, that's right. I you had done your... You, you got your pat workout in. No, I have a very strict routine. It takes me like a half hour to get through. I built up a sweat. I, I, I suppose you're not doing a Tom workout or a Bob workout or... No, it's or, a pat workout. Or a Jillian workout. I mean, that's someone else's workout. Uh, the, the heavy bag's on the way. I have to see... It's a it's a hundred pound commercial heavy bag, like the one I use at the gym. I got to see where I can hang it on the Pat Goda, or in the or the the Pat Garage. We'll see, um, or I got to get one of those. I don't. I want to have to have a huge freaking heavy bag stand. But I understand that it's it's you got to like, mount. I'm not good at like screwing things into mounts and ceilings and that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't have to hire someone to come mount a fucking heavy bag. And I got to take it down. So I might just get the stand and put it in the backyard. We'll see. I one of the though. the weighted stands. Yeah, because I think someone, I was talking to my, my kind of engineering cousin. He's like, yeah, it's 100 pounds, but it's a lot more when it's moving. Like, it, it, it creates more force because of the direction. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Because, like, if I try to hang it from 
I've, I've like the ceiling storage that's supposed to hold up to like 450 or 500 pounds. Yeah. It's not just a hundred pounds of heavy bag. If you're punching it, it moves and jerks. So sure. I'm like, I don't want the fucking ceiling to collapse, you know? Right. Uh, so that's what I'm thinking about. That's the only, I'm, I'm getting workouts in, but the heavy bag is like my cardio basically. So I don't, I hate running. I used to run every other day and it ruined me, my legs. I'm not built for it, but the heavy bag is good. Um, there. So, um, other than that, um, I actually had two things go on this weekend. What did you do? Uh, uh, first, I had a I had a um, uh, a flash sale uh, on UltimateNintendo.com for certain NES Super Nintendo guidebooks, and it was called uh, I used code SoCal for a ten percent discount because we we're supposed to be at SoCal. So I was like, oh, I'll do it. In, Indeed, in memory, in memoriam. It's coming back though next year, um, and I sold more books than I thought I, uh, with the flash sale. So thank you so much for supporting. I guess you want something to read if, if you're isolating your home. It was great, and and we sold some, you know, we sold a few T-shirts. We sold the last large my man shirt uh, that was available in in storage, so that's gone. I should have kept it. Uh, you can still get them on Teespring though. And the other thing that happened though on the site was updated DHL pricing for Canada and Europe. It's a lot cheaper, a lot cheaper. So look into that if you didn't get a book before there. But you I also- have uh, some shaving cream on the side of your face or toothpaste. It's gone now. Okay, thanks for pointing that out. Seven minutes into the show and two sponsorships in. Anyway, so um, it was tiny. It was tiny. Probably toothpaste. I hope it was toothpaste. Um, plus, I streamed. I streamed a lot this weekend. I streamed Saturday and Sunday. Wow. It's country code, C-O-N-T-R-I code on Twitch. And um, I did um, the first three. The, the, I'll get into this. The, the basically, the, the, basically, Doom. I streamed the first three episodes. Um, I forgot that the the uh, in the options for controlling it are outside the program, not in. So I was like, oh, I'm stuck with not being able to strafe with a button. You have to like hold something and hit it. So left and right turn versus WASD. I didn't realize till day two after I'd beaten epi- episode one and two, a knee deep in the dead and the shores of hell that I could change it to act like a real first person shooter. So I played the first day I played on, uh, what's it? What's the middle difficulty before ultra violent, uh, uh hurt me plenty. I played on hurt me plenty and it was challenging because it was more difficult, but then I went to ultra violent for episode three inferno and, and ultra violence tough. Uh, even with real controls, but then I tried the the canon but crappy Thy Flesh Consumed that they made after it when like when like Doom Two I think already came out. They added a fourth episode that takes place and does have nothing to do with the actual story because it ends after Episode Three. Then they go back to Earth for Doom Two, and it's terrible. Um, it's just overly difficult. Uh, even on Hurt Me Plenty, I couldn't beat. I barely beat the first stage on Hurt Me Plenty because it's just way too many monsters and there's no ammo. So there's like, on the first stage, there's like two barons. There's a, tele, there's a, out of nowhere, guys just keep teleporting in, like literally like probably 30 to 40 imps all in this constrained area. And I gave up. I just gave up because I couldn't get past the second stage. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And when the, the difficulties go down, like I started an ultra violent and that was impossible. And then on hurt me plenty. I was like, well, you get a little bit more health and it wasn't even that much easier. So don't play thy flesh consumed. It's garbage. Um, they just did it just to be, um, masochist. It was bad. But so then I switched to unreal, the original unreal, not Unreal tournament, unreal, uh, which had a, a fantastic, uh, single player campaign. And the multiplayer was, was so good that they basically made that the basis for unreal tournament for, which came out in 99. Unreal came out in, I believe, 98, um, not 97. So um, I had to download a patch to make it uh, more compatible with OBS to make the graphics. Not make the graphics that better. It's not like remastered, but 
1998, to, yeah. To sort of like to sort of like fake these the these settings for OBS. Um, it, it's a beautiful looking game, even 20 years later, Unreal. If you haven't played it, and um, I played through like like five hours, and I think I'm only like two thirds of the way through the game. It's a beefy single player campaign, um, and it's great because it like it's one of those things where it just it almost seamlessly flows through from one stage to the next. Mm-hmm. It's like it's connected. You can't go backwards, but it's logically connected as you go through. Like you, it's you're in a, you're a prisoner on a prison ship that cl- crashes on a planet that has aliens. Then you find out the peaceful uh, Nali folks with four arms have been invaded by other aliens, and you have to go into the temple. And it's fantastic. Like Unreal is good because the weapons are so good. But I'm overpowered in this game. I think I'm playing it on above average difficulty, and it's it's a tough game. It's a tough game. Uh, tough game because you don't get the powered up weapons. Like I don't. I didn't find. I don't. I don't have. I didn't get get the eight ball rocket launcher until like two thirds of the way through. And if you don't have at least that. You're in trouble for some of these guys, uh, but you know it's, 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 it's. I had a great time streaming. I don't. I, I don't have time to do it more because it sort of took up my whole weekend. But it was fun. It's fantastic. Nice. You proud of me? And I played a game and had fun. I mean, no. I, I, I thought that would be like, yeah, Pat. Good for you, buddy. The moment you play a game without expecting anyone to recognize you're playing a game, that's when you'll have really enjoyed playing a game. That was like some philosophical uh, Ian Just fucking right sit down on a couch and play a game. I do it on my phone all the time when I'm watching. I play Zynga Poker. That doesn't count. Play play a game. Sit down and play a game. I a did, new I, game. I, I was sitting A game there. that you haven't played. You, you just want me to play... You don't have to stream it. You don't have to play... You just want me to play Dark Souls. No, I just want you to play something. That counts. I played for like 10 something hours. Something new. Dark Souls isn't even new. Play something on your Switch. And chat something on I'm your playing Switch. a game before it, you didn't specify that it had to be a brand new game we just play a game now you're changing the rules you're no, moving I mean, the goalposts I, I don't know why now... you need me to be proud of you is the thing well, so if you want me to be proud of you if you, if you want if you want to present something don't to move, me then I'll be don't, proud of you don't break your back picking up that goalpost <laughs> Ian, and running 20 feet with it and putting it back down that's all I'm saying I don't think you need me to be proud of you you don't need my pride so now but I, if you do okay. if you want so, me to be truly proud of you yes go and buy a new game and sit down and play it so now I can't stream a game that I own even if I had to pl- I hadn't played the original Unreal since college it's been 20 years that, yeah. that almost counts as new you played to me. it I never I don't think I ever played no I played in the Super Nintendo for the book I did play through all of the original Doom stop so. being terrified of new things I'm not terrified of new things play a new game does it count if I download the, the new Unreal Tournament uh, beta that Epic Games abandoned does that count sure man I can't I can't satisfy Senpai Ian over here very difficult. I played games for two actually, days. That, Be hey, proud of me. Hey, that's actually, hey, that's like my real dad. Never gives me a hey, <clears throat> pat in the back. Say, now Ian's like the substitute dad that never acknowledged my, 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 my successes in life or anything I did well. I'm getting That's why I'm getting weird flashbacks. I've told you your books were nice. Oh, thank you, Ian. You're now the, the equivalent of, hey, what, what's, what that, what's wrong with that one B? I don't care about all the other A's and A pluses. Why did you get that B plus here? What happened there, buddy? That, that's Ian now. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't point uh, these this, things this out this to was you. A, this was a B or B plus, I guess. Me streaming for twelve hours and, and playing games this weekend. And I mean, fun. if you if you asked your dad, are you proud of my C? I mean, I would. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. It was just 
I presented you my report card, and you basically said, what's wrong with this B? I didn't this ask game you for your report card. You're this not my child. <laughs> well, maybe you are now, Ian. You're not maybe my, you're my child. Dad. You're my new dad. <laughs> okay. You're my podcast father. You're my podcast poppy, Ian. <sighs> Continuing on this intro. This is an intro topic, not a main topic. Uh, the Nintendo had a mini Nintendo Direct this past week. Out of nowhere. Uh, out of nowhere. Uh, people... It, it, People weren't, like, particularly thrilled about it. Um, I don't think it was uh, an astounding Nintendo Direct. But let me let me mention... Let, let me talk about something real quick. People were upset with this Direct because it, didn't, it doesn't really announce anything new. We'll get over what it recaps in a second. Um, but everyone's waiting for this new Nintendo Direct. But we've had indie Directs. We've had Smash Directs. We've had... Um, Animal Crossing specific directs. Yeah, like a month, not even a month ago, right? I realize that we want new information. I do. And, 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 but it's not like Nintendo hasn't been putting stuff on. They've been putting out information. I get that there's an issue, you know, where some of the new information... I have a feeling things are being delayed because of the whole uh, certain health crisis yes. that, is, that has happened. Certain public health crisis. Um, so I'm not like... I'm not mad at Nintendo for not having a full direct with new stuff yet. They've been doing stuff. No, because you're a functioning adult. I, well, I guess. I mean, you're, you're mad at a company for not marketing as soon as you want them to market products that they're working on. That's, so, that's just silly. Anyways. Um, excite me to buy... I want to buy things, so excite me right now, Nintendo. It's like, let's just take a step back. That said, Nintendo does have this direct, and it wasn't the most exciting for me. There was some new stuff announced, but it's ports from other systems, plus some news on things that Nintendo's doing that's coming out. Um, we are getting a Bioshock pack um, that here says... It says Bioshock Collection, and in this article it says that it's the first two games in all the DLC, yet they're advertising it, as far as I can tell, with a picture from Infinite. I think it's actually all three games, because there's already a Bioshock pack out for PS4 and Xbox One so that has one, two, that would make and, sense. and Infinite. Because Infinite's now, what, like five years old, six years old? Yeah, there's no, in my opinion, there's no reason why it wouldn't be included. It'll probably be a download. You think it'll be... It'll, okay. Unfortunately. I mean, any package like this, a lot of these are turning into, um, you know, you buy them and the cartridge has like one game on it and then the other two have to be downloaded. So it's something physical at least, but they're going to... To me, at that point, it's pointless because, I mean, if the inter- if the servers ever go, go down, down, it's, it's, get not, it it's not what it says on the tin. Um, so sure. that, that kind of bothers me. Um, they're also doing Borderlands, which is the first three games. That's not including Borderlands 3. That's Borderlands 1, 2, and the pre-sequel. Um, there was a release date announced for... Um, the new, uh, the, well, the remaster of Xenoblade Chronicles, which is coming out May 29th, 2020. Um, and then there's Marvel Ultimate Alliance DLC, and then there that was a- has the Fantastic Four. Yeah, woo! That means Disney's bringing them back, baby. We're doing it. There was a couple <laughs> indie games that came out. Um, Shinsuke, uh, or Shinsekai Into the Depths was previously a um, Apple Arcade exclusive. Uh, and that was released that day, and then an indie game called uh, "Good Job," which I don't really know anything about. Um, we, we play the trailer and see what "Good Job's" about here. Environmental puzzles. Have you ever launched a projector through five office walls to get a meeting back in order? You will once you play "Good Job." That's, oh, you clean up the office, you move stuff. Oh, this looks fun. So I like the color scheme. It's like all the people are just like monotone colors and 
like the carpet's just like one green color. It, it's interesting, the art style. And then there was a um, announcement. Catherine they, Full Body. They are adding um, a uh, rhythm game update to Ring Fit Adventure. That's out now. I'll have to check that out. And then they announced that the next Super Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate DLC oh. character is someone from ARMS. But they didn't announce who, which is weird. I don't know why they didn't. Well, probably another do that. Correct. Yeah, the know. only thing I can think of is that's teasing to a more a, a more f- uh, fleshed out direct in the near future. Because they've already released, what, all five characters from the... The first set, the from be six more. Yeah, and they haven't done any yet, so I feel like, you know, there's probably got to be a real direct on its way I'm hoping, soon. I mean, they'll, they'll probably be like, you can select one of two skins and it has the same, maybe the same exact attacks, I guess. Sure. Something like that. You know, you get the, the main guy, the main girl, maybe. Was it blue and pink? Is that what they are? Uh, in what? In, in arms. The guy's blue, right? The main guy's blue? I mean, there's no real main well, guy. The, the one that, that whose face appears first. And it's, there's, sure, there's a pink-haired girl and a blue-haired yes. girl and a neon-yellow-haired girl. and Oh, okay. I don't know. I had fun playing arms yeah, back then when you had it. It's good. That was fun. And then they announced uh, Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics. We'll get into later. Um... Then they, then they announced Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, yeah, Episode One Racer, um, which was interesting to see that. It's like, wow, these are twenty-year-old games that they're announcing to come. And I, I don't remember Nintendo ever announcing something like that before. That oh, we're bringing these old games from prior PC or consoles, and we're bringing back. Well, I mean, they always announce eShop stuff, so I think that's probably why it got mentioned, simply because it's eShop well, stuff. Well, just to focus on that, though, I just thought it was interesting. Like, people, Star Wars. People are like, oh, this looks like a this looks like a PS2 era game. Well, yes, be- be- because it is. It is. <laughs> that's why it looks like that. Uh, my lack of interest in Star Wars uh, aside, I would consider picking up episode one racer depending on the price that's that actually, was always fun that was a fun game uh, Jedi Academy I, d- I did not play because that point at that point it was so far removed from Dark Force like okay enough I don't, I'm not I'm out you ruined you ruined my Dark Forces franchise of making it Jedi's um, and then the Panzer Dragoon remake which we, I think we I think we talked talk about that last year we mentioned it maybe Most but, likely but it's out now they had to fully remake it uh, so there you go Trials of Mana Sword and Shield expansion Etc. And a little bit more that we talk the about. the big one that I'm most excited about is um, Mr. Driller Drillland is coming out June 25th. Okay. Um, in the uh, that was never released uh, officially in the U.S. Um, that was a uh, GameCube uh, Japanese exclusive Mr. Driller game, and it's fantastic. Uh, there's a lot of different modes and mini games and things in there. Um, totally a random ass thing for Namco to pull out of nowhere, but I'm very happy they're doing it. Um, you won't have to import it anymore, keep a GameCube hooked up or anything like that. It will be there to go. For a lot of people, this will be brand new. You can use your killer Mr. Drill arcade skills on, on this, right? I can do my best. How how are you doing on that quest for the high score? I mean, I'm nowhere near the high score, but I'm certainly better than I was. Okay. Much better. All right. So, Ian, the highlight to me, and I think to you, of the Nintendo Direct, was a game coming out called Clubhouse 51 Games. I I think this is a very interesting game for a lot of reasons, but I don't know that it's a highlight. I already explained to you that the prior one on the DS was kind of like a weird shovelware title, so I'm very 
I'm very I, I have to I have a I have a let's wait and see approach to this. You know, let's wait and see to this. Okay, so what is what was Clubhouse Games fifty one on the DS real quick, Ian? Um it was a collection Clubhouse Games is a series. Mm-hmm. Uh and Clubhouse Games that it's a collection of games, usually card games or board games, um that um you can play on the go. Uh, it's kind of like a Hoyle's book of card games. Um, anyone who's ever seen those. Not just card games, though. No, I know, but I'm saying that's kind of what it is. It, so it, this came out, it was 40... But you can play it. It came out in 2005, the, the original, it looks like. And it was called in Europe 42 All-Time Classics. And include card games, board games, variety games, some action games, and a few single-player games. So um, when I first saw this announced... The first thing I said was when I saw this 51 Worldwide Classics, I'm like, I'm intrigued because it's 51 games. It's a chunk of like, you know, all time classic board games, Checkers, uh, Othello, which is, the, you know, the commercial name. Uh, you get, you know, Yacht Reversi dice. would be the non commercial name. You get Yacht Dice, which is Yahtzee. You, uh, you, you get, um, you know, uh, Solitaire. You get Texas Hold'em. Um, you, you get, get a word game. You, you get a generic word yeah, game. Yeah. So. And it's worldwide, so there's a lot of stuff here I never even heard of. There's a few Mahjong games that you might be familiar with. Um, there's that one game with the stones you pick up and move it. There's, Ch- there, there's Chinese checkers, which I actually play, used to play as a, as a kid with my, my great aunt. So on the surface, I'm like, this is interesting here. Hmm. Let's see more. But then I was intrigued because there was a lot of games that w- aren't board games or you know dice games. or You know what I mean? So, hell, I'm going to run through there's all There's an air hockey well, I'm going to run through all of them real quick. Okay. I mean, I mean we'll get through them fairly quickly here. Um, and what's cool about this, these games, is that it's couch co-op, local multiplayer. Two players, for example, uh, you know, on Reversi or Othello, whatever they call it, can just use, you're using your Switch as the board. But there's also going to be games where you can just use the Joy-Con. Yeah. Um, so there's, a lot, there's a lot of family fun in the living room to be had in a package like this. You can uh, lay it on the table and like backgammon, it, which use I, it as a board. I love which I never learned how to play for some stupid reason. Backgammon's so much fun. I should have learned how to play that. I just should have. Um, okay, so let's. I'm gonna just run through all of them. Fuck it. Uh, we'll get through these fairly quick. We're not gonna stop on a lot of them. Okay, so damn, I can't stop because I can't see what they're called here when I go through it. Uh, here, how do I make this bigger so that I can see that? Uh, Mancala is the stone one you told me about. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're dropping stones from one part. And other. I guess it's like almost like a probably like a, like a, like a cousin of backgammon for what it we looks like. We have 51 games to We're get through. We're getting through them. Okay. Uh, Hanafuda, which I'm not familiar Cards. with. It's a, I know it's a card game. Uh, backgammon. You're a backgammon fan. I never got it, but it's interesting and it would be cool to like you know f- to put the finger on the little the little little checker pieces and move them around there. Um, Renegade. That's their name for reversi. Is Renegade here? Okay. And you're a big fan of that. Uh, checkers. I like checkers. I don't like it as much as chess. President. Never heard of that as a card game before. It was hard. These are all like one second blips. It's hard to figure out what that is. Seeing it. Dominoes. I like dominoes. I always forget how to play until I play it again. Are you a dominoes fan? Yes, I love bones. Uh, love some bones. Speed, which I never played. It almost re- resembles something like spit I used to play speed as a kid. Speed is fun. Uh, Hare and Hounds. That's a board game I never heard of. I'm guessing that's from... Uh, Europe, old timey. I'm sure it's old timey. I'm uh, sure. Good old blackjack, and it shows four players here that you're, you know, so we can yell at you when you hit when you shouldn't, or or stand when you shouldn't with the dealer. So that's good. I love blackjack. Four in a row, which is Connect Four. It's the generic name. I love Connect Four. I had it as a kid. Uh, chess. I'll, I'll, okay, this very important when you talk about chess. 
You have to talk about the board design if it's easy for you to grasp and to see the pieces. This board design, and maybe there's more than one you can do, is a very nice board uh, chessboard set. And that it's like a classic wood, but the pieces, white and black, are easy to differentiate right away what the pieces are. There's a lot of games you play sometimes, chess games, video games, where it's hard to see at a quick glance what's the bishop versus what's the queen, for example. You know, this has, they have gold trimming so you can easily identify what piece is which. I love that. It's just a nice little touch that to me is going to be nice. And now I can kick your ass maybe uh, uh, playing chess on, on the Switch. There you go. Uh, Shogi, not familiar with it. Shogi is what is oftentimes more or less wrongly referred to as Japanese chess, but it's close. It's close like that. Uh, there's a mini Shogi. Uh, Ludo, which went by in a split second, so I couldn't see it. Richie Mahjong. It's a Mahjong game. So that's that's the interesting thing about that is, um, <clears throat> so that's your standard Japanese Mahjong. That's the Mahjong that I always talk about. Okay. And um, they even show in the video, um, four people can actually use their, you can use four switches and four people to play that properly so that each person has their own rack and then it still shows their discards and stuff at the top it's okay. a nice way to do it uh sevens not familiar if that's like some sort of game like spades i'm not familiar uh golf I, okay golf is cute because it's a little toy golf game where you're like swinging your club and you try to get you know you try to get the hole there it, it's like almost like nes golf to me looking at it it's that sort of simple overhead view uh, there. Darts. Okay. Now we're getting interesting because now we're getting away from board games and now we're getting the stuff where you'll probably likely use the Joy-Con to simulate the movement uh, and throwing the darts. Now we're getting to me. Now we're opening this up a bit more. Texas Hold'em. This is going to be great to play this uh, against people, either local or local will be kind of tough unless you have your own Switch, but online I can see this being good. Um, and obviously there's probably a Texas Hold'em game on the Switch, but again this, this pack's going to help bring it to life because more people will buy this. And Texas Hold'em is a game that's it's it, it can go fairly quick in, in rounds. Um, I think it'll be a good one uh, to play here. Uh, nine, n- nine Men's Morris. I've never heard of that in my life. It's a little marble-looking game. Air Hockey. You mentioned that. So you'll use your finger on the on the switch uh, mm-hmm. to just go back and forth. It's just a simple little game. That could be fun. Uh, war. The simple game of war. Yeah, that probably doesn't need to be in there. Uh, if you can do poker, you can do war. Uh, Karim, which looked like a like a table hockey sort of thing. Karim is, uh, but without the hockey stick. Remember, remember, remember sh- uh, shuffle hockey, whatever it was. They used to always sell Karim boards and uh, fucking uh, brand names around Christmas. It's like a. I think you actually use a cue too to move like a puck around. That to me looks like the game they would set up when they had like the, the summer park sort of day day club thing. Sure, it's a game like that. Uh, Chinese checkers. I love Chinese checkers. Yacht dice. Yacht Dykes is cool uh, be- because it's it's Yahtzee, so that that's good. You have your little shaker, which I'm guessing you shake your maybe you shake your Joy-Con and you and you toss the dice. I wonder what that's going to remind me of. We'll get to it later. Uh, takoyaki, not familiar uh, with that. Card takoyaki game. is uh, octopus dumplings, so I'm not really sure what it's supposed to be there. Good old billiards here. Mm. If you want to get your billiards fixed and want to play pool, there you have it. I can picture that using the Joy-Con as well to sort of go back and forth. Like 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 we play, which we're gonna get into. Some of these games resemble stuff on we play. Um, a hex, which I'm not familiar with at all. Um, looks like a match game. Spider solitaire, which looks like traditional solitaire to me. Spider solitaire is very different. Is it really different? Yeah, spider solitaire usually uses two decks too. 
It's just two decks. Well, mm-hmm. you, usually in solitaire, you can pick one deck, or I think, was it five? Is it five? No, no, it's one deck. I'm thinking blackjack. One deck, two... Okay. As a person who plays a lot of shitty solitaire games with actual cards on my own, trust me, Spider is very different than so, Klondike. Oh, you're right. There's two aces with um with with, with spades there. It's very different. So you have to. It's, so it's <clears throat> Klondike is traditional solitaire. Okay. Uh, Gomaku, which looks like Othello on the service, but probably different rules. There. Uh, matching. It's just like a, a match game, like memory game. Yay. For that's for the kids. Bowling. When I say that now, I get a little more excited because now this is the closest thing we're going to have to Wii bowling. On the switch. Mm, I think you are putting way, way too much... You think? No? Yes. You're putting way too much faith on this bowling. I, I would imagine it's going to be a very simple endeavor. I, We'll see. But no, I don't think we're going to well, get... Well, bowling like, is a simple endeavor. I, yeah, though. I don't think we're going to get Wii bowling. No. You don't think it's just going like, to... You're going to have 10 frames you play with, with, with yourself or, or friends, right? I'll be surprised if it plays anything like Wii bowling. That's the, all I'm saying. The Joy-Con can't simulate what a Wiimote does? I'm not saying it can't. I'm saying that they, they, they're probably not going to put that effort into it. Whoops. You're kicking and getting mad. Okay. Uh, shooting Gallery looks like the Wii Play one. Like, it almost it resembles it a lot uh, with, with the crosshairs and the balloons. Um, slot Cars. Looks like you make your own set and you race them around. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, dots and Boxes is a little drawing game. Uh, strategy game it looks like hit and blow I'm not familiar with that it looks like it's up to eight players there it looks it's like a multicolored marble game pig's tail uh, which is a card game I never heard of mahjong solitaire you ever play mahjong solitaire uh, no that's what people always well uh, here and there but I don't really play that that's what people always get mahjong confused with last card which is a card game looks like it's using its own card set it looks like uno actually is that uno it's uno I'm looking at it. It's two, three, four. Yeah, it looks like an Uno knockoff. There, there you go. Um, fishing, Ian. There's a fishing game. Yeah. A simple little fishing game. There you go. Uh, Klondike Solitaire. There's the other Solitaire. Toy Tennis, which looks like a board tennis game. Where they do a toy slots. tennis. There's a toy baseball, a toy curling, and a toy boxing. Toy soccer as well. Now, I'm upset that there's a toy soccer. If you can do toy soccer, you can do toy hockey. You can do a tabletop because it's the same concept as the soccer one where you move your players in the slots and you twist them around uh, there. So do, do the hockey. Toy curling looks interesting uh, to me. Toy boxing looks like, um, depending on how it plays, that's... It looks, looks like trash. It's, it's, it's Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Well, that's that's what almost what, what you know, we Boxing was. It was like, just go like that and hit the guy with a little bit of strategy thrown in. Toy baseball looks fun because it resembles the... the I like, I like that stuff, yeah. Or you just, you know, it's like the closest thing to eating you'll have a pitch pinball and bat. Is pitch and bat. And you get outs or points where you go. It's, just, it's almost the same thing. It's the same thing as when you had the ones as a kid in the little little spring action uh, almost there. Um, toy bat- Battle Tanks, which is a tank game overhead with 3D-ish, and you, you shoot at the other tanks. Yay. There's also a, a multiplayer one. I think that'll be the one that you get the most use out of if you play with friends. Uh, sliding Puzzle, which is just a, s- a slide puzzle game. I always hate those games. Um, six ball uh, puzzle, which is a match game, like I guess like a match six, I guess. Um, and then finally, you get and that's the fifty one. So that's it. So on the surface, what this comes, you know, <laughs> we did not need to go through all of those. Well, we did. So this is what I'm going to say: the fact that Nintendo is pushing this on a direct, this got all, this got really good feedback online, from what I saw. Um, I love the fact that 
that there's going to be one game where or one game or one title where you can access all these games and from how it looks when you go to try to match you pick three games to match with someone so i can go hey ian three games we put or or you know let's let's do Texas Hold'em, let's do the, the the pitching game, the pitching batting game, and let's do Mahjong. We can throw in three totally different games. You try to match the people, and then you play them. I like that concept that you can bounce back and forth. Yeah, that's neat. Otherwise, it would be very, very difficult, I think, to find yeah. people to play very specific games with. There are going to be some on there that, provided that it sells and comes out, and it comes out, you know, and it, it reviews well. Um, there are certain games that I think are going to be naturally more played online. Um, Reversi, Chess. Texas Hold'em. Texas Hold'em. Checkers, um, depending on how good the bowling is, we'll see. Even Moncala, <laughs> probably, and maybe the Ricci Mahjong. Um, but a lot of those, you know, are going to be harder. I, I don't know that you're going to find a lot of people to play hounds and hares with. That's a little. Some of these games are very esoteric, but I like that they include them because why not? They probably, if they had them in a past game, just put them in. And who knows? We might see toy boxing at Evo next year, but uh, I, I, I don't think that that one's going to have a big scene. I'm excited for some of the little toy ones. I, I think I, I think I'm giving. No, more... they're, they're they're fun. I mean, but yeah, you're not going to play this, a long this, time with someone. This yeah. whole package looks good. It looks entertaining, provided it comes out and everything is done well. It looks fun. I just don't, and and I know where you're going with this, but it, it I I have a different take on it. Um, I don't know. This is not like a mind blowing thing. No, no, it's not a mind blowing thing at it's all. At all. I'm just. This is the closest thing, though. We are going to get to the like the, the we like I say like the we play sure and we sports package having like something a collection of stuff you can play and a lot of people uh, p- played those games simply and never even moved on to some of the other games sure. like this was good enough for me yes like like if I was in a certain demographic this might be good enough to satisfy me yeah or an older relative we just hey let's, let's play let's play dominoes pops. Let's, right. let's play this. And, you know, if you the addition pl- of some simple action-y or like non-card or board stuff, the addition of stuff like bowling, uh, tanks, I guess. Yes. Uh, the puzzle like, game. Like, like I said, that's when it becomes more we play, when you see the tank stuff, when you see the shooting gallery, when you see the, the darts, which when you see the billiards was on the we play. So when you see that stuff, that's just we play it's stuff. It's got board and card games. It also has some of the stuff that you might find, like some of the more arcadey action stuff that you might find on one of those bar-like touch screen. Sure. Games. I'm surprised that there wasn't like a simple breakout on here or uh, like a, a Tri Peaks like speed solitaire. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, you're going to get on me. I played We Play a lot in the week if I had people over. We played the tanks game um, or, or we played the shooting gallery. It was just fun to get into it. Why am I, I getting on you? No, because it wasn't new enough, I guess, for, for back then. No, because, you know, uh, because you're, 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 you're grasping. I liked We Play, but don't grasp for We Play. Like, this is evidence no. of you being <laughs> a I'm fucking a modern I, gamer. No, I liked We Play when it came sure, out. Sure, it's fun. It was fun. I, I like the dog. Yes, I mode. am going to get on you if you decide that this is going <laughs> to be an example of you staying up to date with current fucking gaming, Pat. Holy shit. Okay. This is, this is what God I Goddamn. So, okay. Um, so you, you select up to three games you play, you match with people, and there you go. Um, I think this is going to sell better than you think. It's $40, so it's like $0.80 cents a game. Even my play, I think I'm, I probably only play probably between 10 and 20 games on here. The other half of them, I don't know what they are, so it'd be tough to get into. But again, we're not the only audience. I think it's a shame that this was not a, a and you can play it right now sort of thing on okay. the... Uh, on the um, 
mini direct. I have a feeling people watching this during in, in this current situation would bet were probably like, "This is this out right, right now. now. I will buy it. I will buy it right now. I would have bought it right that second if it was available as a digital purchase, um, or I would have ordered it, you know, for, from Amazon or something." Uh, that said, I you know a lot of my excitement immediately cools off when it's like, eh, "It comes out in June." You'll see where you are in June. Uh, we'll see where I'm at in June. I have lots of actual board and card games and stuff like that. But it is nice. I mean, for travel, it would be cool. This would be really good, um, a, 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 a situation where I could see this being perfect. And it really um, leans into this portability factor of the Switch that makes it nice is uh, car trips. Imagine, imagine going on a car trip with your parents. And like your sister, or in my case, my brother, and having something like this to keep you busy like in the three hours in the back seat for three hours. It, it's fucking perfect because you don't even need two switches. A lot of these games no. you just play as basically your switch. You plop a it down on the borderline between your area this on the my, back seat. My, this is my and, seat. And, that's yours. And her seat. And you play, and, and then you play. It would be perfect. Or if one has a switch light, or you both have a switch light, you can play as well. You can play mm-hmm. some stuff on it. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to buy this. I'll buy this in the physical version if there's a physical one. Uh, I'll probably pick it up uh, there. We can we can get into it. Uh, the one thing it didn't have, Ian, was, was a good old cornhole. It was didn't have the cornhole. You're almost there with the darts. You got the movement going, and I guess the bowling. There's some games you probably use the movement of the Joy-Con. There's no, there's no cornhole out here. And one other thing, once you get to 51 games, you have a ton of stuff you can do. I was thinking, you know, you, you can probably probably get away if you have like a you know uh, the generic yahtzee there's a generic uno which i didn't catch the first time around you can probably even just put it in generic like even like a battleship i don't think i think you're allowed to do your own generic battleship i don't think that's like a like a concept that oh, i've seen generic do. battleship yeah. in a lot of things i mean fuck nintendo released a generic battleship and called it radar mission i think that was the only thing it's like put that's it in a, on uh, the original game boy th- that was one thing i would say it's like a little bit more complexity of the board games, but they wanted to go like worldwide classic. Like these are games around for like hundreds of years. Yeah. I understand that they didn't want to do shoots and ladders or something like more complicated like life. But I thought like ba- well, shoots and ladders is a fucking trash game that has absolutely no skill. Literally, all you do is spin this. a spinner until someone wins. I didn't have the the only that's uh, it. I had snakes and ladders, which was the Christian version. That ha- we got it like the little shop. It was like a little mini. Remember the little magnetic little. Oh yeah, I had that too. I it, had one of those. It was called Snakes and Ladders because it's it's like it kind of did a little Christian twist by having the snakes as like the serpent. But the the board setup was exactly the same as Shoots and Ladders. You had like the one long one from like the second row. If you got that, you basically won the game. Mine did not have a Jesusy sheen, but mine it had was a, it mine was... had a Jesusy magnetic sheen to it on there. Mine was just a magnetic Snakes and Ladders. Shoots and Ladders is the trade name, I think. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's a trademark name. Yeah, but snakes and ladders are there. So all I'm going to say is this: is that there I, I, once again the switch exists for local multiplayer, for couch, and for family fun, for travel, and for travel too, and for travel and for online play. This is a combination. So anyway, so I, I think it's going to be interesting here uh, once this comes out. Here, any last thoughts on this? No. Okay. All right, Ian, PC Engine Mini sort of came out uh, surprisingly because we thought it was going to be pushed back along with the TurboGrafx Mini. Uh, but it was released, it seems like, at least in limited quantities. Yes, I believe my buddy is <laughs> perhaps waiting on one. That's a good sound. It was working before. That's a good sound. Um, yeah, so you were saying <laughs> PC Engine Mini. So the PC Engine Mini um, came out, and there's already been reviews of it. Uh, Nintendo Life reviewed it, uh, a YouTuber 
uh, reviewed it as well, which we'll get into his review in a second. So it seems like... What is with this headline? Still an acquired taste, even after 30 years, and we wouldn't have it any other way. What is acquired about... The TurboGrafx library is a little weird. Compared sure. to the other mainstream, but I mean the games that they picked for this, I wouldn't say that anything on here is particularly an acquired taste. It's an acquired taste library. Not everyone wants to play twenty shooters. I guess that's acquiring. I love shooters, but anyway, okay. So it comes out. It's so funny how the PC Engine Mini is not that much smaller than the. Okay, now PC, it's a weird library. That the, I'm the, the, at it. that the actual PC Engine, it's like I don't know, fifteen percent smaller than the actual. Just make it the PC Engine at that point. But um, it seems like. Uh, from the reviews, and there's also a YouTuber who did a good, good video review named um, Scar- Scarlet Sprite, so check out that review. I'll link that. It seems like it was it was positive, but mixed positive in terms of the review here. It seems like the, the console itself and the build quality was nice. Uh, some people were upset you couldn't actually put a Hue card in it, but then why would you be able to uh, there? There's two USB ports on that. We knew that before, so you don't need necessarily get the their um, f- you know five-port USB hub unless you want to play. Uh, a, a five-player Turbo Graphics game, so that's an improvement uh, on the original freaking PC Engine Turbo Graphics. Uh, there it still has the green on switch there, uh, but it seems that uh, the controller was the original PC Engine controller, which is before they added the turbo switches. Um, that alone would would not want me to get the PC Engine version. I'll wait for the Turbo Graphics one with, that has the the the, the uh, auto fire. Uh, switches on that because that'll be annoying. I never use this. You never use them at all. Any no, games at all? You don't like to even switch between between uh, different shooting uh, like levels of uh, of when doing a shooter. You no, like I that? mean if the shooter is auto, then I'll use the auto. If it wants you to tap it out, I tap it out. You don't want to do the cheat and, and use the auto anyway. So that was the one th- big thing. But un- unfortunately, it seems like from from uh, from the reviews, the the emulation uh, seems to be a little weird. Uh, from the, from the couple of reports, it, it could be slight lag, and he was playing Ninja Gaiden, uh, Scarlet Sprites, and that's a game where you cannot get away with any lag playing Ninja Gaiden at sure. all on the timing. Uh, so he said there was a little bit. It seemed like with, with that game, for a shooter, I guess it probably could be a, a, affect you if it's a quick, really quick shooter. Oh yeah, no lag is really annoying as well. So um, we'll get into maybe the positives of that later in terms of the things getting shut down in terms of production. But that was the one thing. The other thing uh, that was referenced was shimmering effect. Uh, when things are moving, it looks like the effect where it looks like it's jittering a little bit, almost like shiny. Mm. And that's distracting uh, when you're playing a shooter. And I saw comparisons on, on the Scarlet uh, Sprice video. He, he compared, I think it was R-Type, he showed it. And it, it, it is bad uh, when you see that. Uh, in terms of the um, the finishing touches, the menu is really nice. It's reminiscent of, obviously, the other classics that have come out, the Nintendo ones and the Genesis ones. Um, it seems like it's nice you have your you know, your five different uh, ways to view it, including your P, uh, your uh, your Turbo Express screen or, or GT screen, where it's, it's really small and it's really bad looking. But hey, if you want to do it, you can do it. I just think it's funny. Sure. When you select the game uh, from the menu, you see the uh, Hue card being put in, which is cool. Or you get the CD-ROM load-up sound and seeing the CD. Like that's cool. It's a, just a cool little touch that finishes off. This is like this is why. Well, why would you want to do this versus emulator? Because of this, you get a little bit extra uh, there. Um, in terms in terms of the you know the, the game selection, we don't have to go through it before. But yeah, it's a shooter. Obviously, a shooter-heavy console. Sure. Obviously. So, what, what did you get out of, of reading about this or looking at it? What, what did you think? I mean, it seems decent. I mean, despite it, it's odd to me that. You know, despite the uh, mentions of like the shimmering and a little bit of lag, it says that the emulation quality is absolutely spot on. So I'm not sure which 
what it is. What is it? Um, but it seems like it's probably still a worthwhile way to play all of these games um, <clears throat> for people who don't want to uh, spend a ton of money. There's obviously emulation, but hey, with this, you get something that looks neat and it's official. Um, as they say, there's there's a number of games on this list that are uh, fairly expensive at this point. Um, you know, Blazing Lasers is getting up there. Kadash is over a hundred bucks if you want to play that in English. Dracula, really? Yeah, Kadash Complete is over a hundred bucks. Oh, Complete. Okay. Yeah, uh, the U.S. version, the Japanese version is cheap, but that one actually has English text in it. Uh, Rondo of Blood is probably between one and one fifty again. Oh, um, it'll go back up. I thought it dropped for a little bit. Rondo it, of Blood. I mean, it, it it did, but never never like crazy low. Okay. And that one's probably at least back up to about one hundred. Holy shit! Blazing Lasers is a hundred dollars yep. without the box. It goes for yeah. All of these go for quite a bit. And that's one of the more common Turbo Graphics games. Uh, Spriggan um, probably goes for eighty to a hundred. That's Japanese. Star. Yeah. There's so there's a lot of games on here that are. Um, oh, fifty bucks for Blazing Lasers. My bad. Loose. Well, with the, with the case, I oh, saw okay. one. Was, well, saw one first one. I get a hundred bucks. Sorry, it's like it's like fifty bucks. <clears throat> so, anyways, there is a lot of. Um, there's a lot of value here in terms yeah, of, 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 you know, what these games would cost you if you 50, wanted to buy them. You get over 50 them. games so, on this. Um, yeah, I, I this is one that I would want to play myself, though, before I decided on whether I wanted to own one, personally. Because well, I own most of these games, too. Well, we got to remember, this is more expensive than the other classics, 100 bucks. The only one that was 100 bucks <clears> was the true. PlayStation one. We saw how horribly that went. Then again, like I said, I don't think the PlayStation library the PlayStation library sucked in the PlayStation Classic, and plus the emulation was was horrid. If you want to make an ar- argument, this is mixed. It's still better than the PlayStation. Sure, Classic uh, em- em- and like I said, and and this has such a cult following. Nothing that-, that I look at here that I see in this review would would make me tell people to stay away from it. Sure. I would just want to play it before I gave it a thumbs up to really see well, how it handled. Well, well, here's the thing: the the the, the core graphics European version. And the Trevor Graphics one, which have the same game libraries, uh, those are delayed. Um, right. They're not coming out to who knows when. So I don't know with this extra time if if uh, they can update the emulation uh, M2 or or do something where it'll it'll be different. We'll see. But they're going to have maybe months and months and months before they uh, produce more PC Engine ones as well and more Turbo Graphics or, and Turbo Graphics and Core Graphics. So I don't know. Um, I will buy this no matter what because I'm obviously I'm, I'm a Turbo Graphics freak. Sure. So I will get this. Um, the interesting thing is that there's censored versions of Splatterhouse and uncensored versions uh, on it, which is interesting to me, depending on which uh, which one. I guess let's see. You get both uncensored and censored on both. Uh, yeah, looks like you get both versions, and and you can switch between on the on the menu switch between the Turbo Graphics library and the PC Engine library. Mm-hmm. So the games are ninety percent the same. So uncensored than, Splatterhouse yeah. is not going to be on the Core Graphics or the Turbo Graphics 16 Mini, right there. Splatterhouse censored. Uncensored, yes. yes Splatterhouse. Um, uncensored. Oh, okay. No. Really? Yes. Damn it. There's also an RPG that is going to be on the uh, PC Engine version that is not on the um, Turbo or Core version. That's Tengai Machio 2. And I believe the Turbo and Core Graphics versions get one additional shooter in Salamander, which I believe is Salamander. I don't want to speak out and of my they, ass, and they get, but I think that's Life Force. And they get like the extra RPGs and stuff we can't play. Well, we uh, get a bunch of those too. Yeah, but they get a f- couple of ones we don't. A few ones they don't, we that's, don't. Yeah, that's what I said. They get the Tangai Machio too, and then one um, 
I was trying to think, what did they censor out of, out of the... Yeah, we get Life Force. <clears throat> what did they censor out of... Out they of changed the... one of the bosses to... Uh, I don't remember what else they changed, but uh, one of the bosses, um, I think it's the upside-down cross, turns into just a circle of floating heads. Okay. Uh, they're being accurate to what was, was released, though, so I guess that makes sense. Yes. I'm just, I don't understand why they wouldn't just give us a choice, though. Uh, why not uh, just do that? That just bothers me a bit. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's dumb. It's, it's like, why, why would you not do that? Just include it all. Um, and you get, let's see, you don't get you don't get bonk three, but you get the other two bonks, the first two. Yeah, the only thing I said, just put, just give us all three bonks. Why not? Why not just do that? You have it. Well, either way, and if you want your Legend of Zelda type games, you got Newtopia, Newtopia two. There you go, Ian. Which I don't think I've ever really played those. That'll be interesting to discover that. And crappy victory run. Eh, it's not a bad game victory run. I just didn't understand. My gear shifting, breaking down in the middle of a race. I think that was, I don't think that was fair because once you broke down and can't get the fourth gear, you're done. You're done. You can't finish the race. I just thought that was weird. You ever, 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 ever happened to you? Never. No. You ever broke your gears in Victory Run? I don't think I've ever really played Victory Run. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's 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 an all right sort of clone of of a uh, Outrun. It's it's in that family. Final Lap Twin is. Oh yeah. Okay. I've never played it, but I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, that's Victory Run. Sure. Uh, so, all right. Well, I guess we'll see when this eventually comes out. Here, it'll be it'll be interesting to play, and of course they'll they'll probably hack this thing in like you know less than a month. Yeah. So so it'll be yeah. your, it'll be your emulation box for, and even if that's the only thing that differentiates, um, you know, play, just play on an emulator. You get the nice menu. You know, you get the little animations that. An emulator doesn't give you. You get the tiny little piece of shelf yeah. candy that everyone loves to put on their shelves. And you get the, you see the menu. You get those cute little guys running around on the menu. You mm-hmm. see that? What are, what guys are those from on the menu? You, you, I don't know if you saw that in, in the video. I'd have to go back and look. Okay, but you get you get little little bonuses for your hundred bucks there. Okay. I don't think we really have a topic out of this next one. By the way, it's like, what do we talk about on that? Okay, so we missed out on this. The Atari VCS. There's nothing to talk about here. Literally, the guy turns an Atari VCS on. There's an Atari VCS dashboard test. So it's a video that's strange because you see the guy plug in the console, the the, the prototype Atari VCS. This is from, by the way, this is from January, but we're seeing it March 25th uploaded. Yeah, they didn't upload it until March 25th. Which is which is interesting, uh, unless well the build version's from January, the build version sure. uh, of the hardware. It just shows you like what you're getting, what's your user interface going to look like when you turn on your Atari VCS. You get the Atari logo that shows up there. You get the little uh, little asteroids. Uh, then the Atari symbol. Okay, it's cute. You enter your password on your controller, and then you get your main menu, which looks like you know any Chromecast or Fire Stick. You know, where you select your Netflix, your YouTube, your Redbox, uh, things like that. Facebook, Disney Plus is on there. But then you get your Anstream, which is going to be an included uh, thing for you to try out. The Atari Vault is going to have the included games. Uh, but then you get your, 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 your favorite, Ian, your Sandbox as a selectable mm-hmm. menu item so you can play in Linux there uh, as you go along there. Um, they load up the, the, the Anstream on here. You see you know, your menu of games you can select. Uh, remember, Anstream uh, is going to be a service you can uh, get monthly to get access to these games. Um, they go into there. Then they go into the Atari Vault, which actually has a cute little start startup screen. It's all neon graphics that we like. And then it resembles, uh, when you scroll through, it just re- resembles any sort of main front end you see, like you select back and forth between the arcade 
what the arcade looks like, and then you can play the game or go options on it. And he plays real quick. He plays um, what the hell is that game? Destroyer, where you you know where you drop the depth charges. Yep. Like that's an old school game there uh, that you play there. I don't remember ever ever seeing that in the arcade. I'm trying to remember. I'm, I probably that's like an early arcade game for Atari. Is that even eighty? A game like that. So not a huge amount to say besides they're showing a proof of concept, but they're focusing. Oh. When I click on Netflix, guess what comes up? Longmire. So whoever uh, has this YouTube, uh, has this uh, Netflix account is a big Longmire fan. Check out Longmire. Very underrated show about a Wyoming sheriff. I did, what, four or five seasons on that there. I'll, I'll check that out there. So, yeah, it just show, it just demos it. You know, I don't have anything bad to say about it or good. It's just at least they're showing some progress here I of where guess. they're going. You guess? I guess. Am I giving you too much credit? I got nothing out of it, and I don't think it needed to be mentioned at all. It okay. was a guy who literally turned on a system and scrolled through a menu. <laughs> well, you see the Atari Vault, at least, being demoed. Sure. It's better than nothing. No? You're not giving me any credit for anything for playing for playing a video game streaming, for, for liking uh, the saying, bowling on, on, on the Clubhouse game. I'm just saying game. this Atari VCS dashboard test was not a topic. <laughs> you don't like when I give stuff credit. I mean, there's nothing to give credit to. You don't here. like when I gave Moon Patrol and Miko any credit. You're like, oh, there's nothing, there's nothing there. Moon Patrol and Miko is a disaster. <laughs> it's going to be one of the packing games. You don't want to talk about the packing games, okay? No, I don't. We don't need to talk about it every week. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ian. Good news for for game preservation about something I was not aware of, and I don't think a lot of people probably were. A interesting Sega Master System game was preserved uh, this past weekend. Uh, game Day Check Kotsu Anzen from 1987. It is a Sega Master System game about... What's the translation? Let's check with the game traffic safety. That's exactly it. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, this was a game that was... Uh, produced by Tokyo Marine, and uh, here's some machine translation about like what it was for. Um, they're a company that was aiming to become comprehensive security service industry, uh, providing peace of mind to the general public through spread of property and casualty insurance while what? preventing accidents themselves. It's an important social mission, and it's related uh, related to the safety of disa- uh, of disaster prevention. Okay. Um, the project was created mainly for the purpose of being widely used in traffic safety campaigns, uh, kindergarten, nursery school, as well as community-wide traffic safety campaigns such as residents' associations, neighborhoods' associations, children's associations. It can be displayed. Um, it's a cute little game with uh, three different main modes. Um, the modes break down into uh, a driving sense test, uh, you're the best ty- uh, driver, and Pionkichi's adventure. Um, Pionkichi's adventure looks to be uh, something like a side-scrolling platformer. Um, probably something to actually get the kids interested in playing something. Um, the uh, and it looks or maybe may, may, yeah no it look maybe it's overhead. There looks to be a driving game, and then there looks to be kind of like the main thing, which was probably used at most of the uh, you know uh, places it was demoed. Um, the the uh shit the driving sense test which shows with sprites a bunch of like the gameplay shows a bunch of like traffic scenarios happening like a uh, car passing a bicycle or stopping at a certain place and you have to decide whether or not that was legal 
Yeah, whether or, or not proper. that was proper or improper, legal or illegal. Um, so, yeah, it, this comes from an interesting time where people, I think, were looking at video game systems and saying, well, what else can we do with these? What else can we teach? Okay. Um, there is also, we talked about it. Oh, God, it's going to slip my mind now. Um, the Konami, remember when we talked about, I think, the Konami Space School? Yes. The adapter for the, the Famicom? Yes. And, uh, and, and, and all that. Uh, there's a game out for that that I haven't looked into. Um, but there's a, there's a safety game for, I think, like a, like an oil refinery or something like that. Yeah, so we brought that up. We brought it up. So, you know, there was a point in time where they were like, how can we make, like, how can we use this to teach people about safety? Safety. But it's interesting because, like, like I'm watching this. It, it was on a uh, Japanese TV sh- game show in 1988. By the way, this is from MS, smspower.org. Um, and an anonymous per- uh, was it an anonymous person that dumped this? But um, they show, like, there's a bicycle crossing the street and a car almost hits them. So it's almost like driving safety, but it's geared towards kids, I guess, to watch out for pedestrian traffic as well. This is, like, a very interesting concept, I guess, that they did. Um this this uh, well it's it's a Mark Three, uh, game which was uh, you know Master System. Real back uh, backstory on the history of this card itself. So it's not clear. Uh, it looked like it was either two hundred or three hundred of these produced. Right. They're not entirely sure <clears throat> here. Um. So the last copy, according to this article here, was on before this one that new one showed up. It, it showed up in, t- in two thousand nine. A loose cartridge surfaced and was auctioned on Yahoo Japan's Yahoo Japan. Um, no bids were placed on it because uh, the initial price was going to be $33,000. It appears Jesus. the cartridge was eventually sold outside of the auction to a private collector for an unspecified amount of money. We were aware of the auction at the time, but were unable to reasonably bid such an amount. We opted out of it. The collector who purchased the cartridge at the start of 2000 did not intend to share its c- contents, but posted one screenshot of the title screen on their website. Ooh, mm-hmm. thanks. Thank you so much for, for showing us uh, nothing about the game. Yeah. So in December... Excuse me, in October 2019, another copy uh, resurfaced on Yahoo Auctions. What was more interesting that it came with the previously unseen contents, a briefcase, a master system console, and the two large manuals. Yeah, that's So, like, this is cool. this is how you carry it around you and show it, it off. around to show people. That's fantastic. With, with, with like, that's like a heavy-duty, like, case. Like yeah. One of those, like, ones, uh, like, aluminum ones, whatever they're made out of. Oh, yeah. Um, initial price was 3.5 million yens. No bids were placed over a month period and eventually the seller decided in mid-December to turn it into a regular open auction starting at 1 yen. We decided to bid gathered funds and we won the auction for 521,000 yens. Now what is that converted? I have no idea what that's converted to right now. 52,000 I think. $4,800. Oh, five. Okay. So, sorry. I, I put the decimal place in the wrong spot. We'll just say five yeah, grand. Five thousand. Yeah. Five grand for something that at this point is one of a kind in terms of its the entire accoutrement of, of, of items offered. Yeah. Not just a cart uh, there. So, they pre- preserved it. Uh, it's available there. Um, and you could uh, you can check it out. It's adorable because there's like a bunch of animal creatures. There's like uh, like like mice and, 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 and pigs and, and other things, but there's little cars and there's a little third person little shot screenshot where you're driving and the person's sticking their head out the window for some reason. It, it looks like it's humorous, but I guess it gets a point across about this is dangerous stuff to do uh, for, for some of this. I don't know. I, I gotta. I gotta like. I think that that screenshot of the the driving is probably the you're the best driver game. You're the best driver. <laughs> so um, if you want, you were trying to if uh, if you wanted to give credit 
<clears throat> earlier. Uh, it wasn't a uh, anonymous person, so it was SMS. It was no NPO Game Preservation Society auction was, is responsible for the auction handling, dumping, scanning, and cleaning, transport, and translation. Um, there was a bunch of different uh, people who donated and covered thirty percent of the total auction price, and then Omar C. Brock of SMS Power covered the rest of it. And yeah, there and there's already an unofficial English translation uh, yep. for it, so you can go. So, play. so you can down, you can download this. Really bizarre looking game that now I almost want like a, a repro on an actual Sega Master System cartridge. It's pretty neat to play it, and it, it's just amazing that this stuff. It's it seems like it's been more and more the past like year and a half, two years. It's almost like the SimCity and this one sort of kicked off a new era, right? It seems like more of these things have been happening. Yep, so we just we, keep we, getting new cool we, stuff. We talk about it almost every month or every other month. We talk about it. I mean, the freaking the, the NES game, uh, wrestling game, WCW one that was unreleased, and that was within the past year. Yeah, there's been there's been more and more of these, and this is fantastic. I think I think people are finally getting them. Either they're getting the message, or there's been more obviously crowdfunding to get these. And maybe we're shaming some of these people as well to release this stuff, which I don't mind doing that. I've had a conversation with someone who said maybe you shouldn't do that. I was like, hey, if we're not getting it anyway, it's not going to hurt. I mean, they're they're locking up forever anyway. This person had their copy locked up since 2009. Yeah, this person, and now their copy is is thankfully not going to be worth that much compared to this one. Because this is the full set, right? So, so that's what you get. You know, so anyway, it's 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 adorable. Check it out uh, there. Ian, right now we want to avoid crowds as much as possible. We sure do. What if you need to go to the post office? What do you do? What if you need to send out letters and packages? Don't worry, Ian. Stamps.com. They're here to help. How? Well, you can do anything at the post office with Stamps.com. Print postage on demand and skip those lines and crowds at the post office. Plus, you can actually save money with discounts that you can't get at the post office. I've been using stamps.com the year to send out uh, packages, Blu-rays, DVDs, wristbands, enamel pins, certain uh, guidebooks that come back and i got to send back out. They're slightly damaged sometimes. Run the gamut of things I've done with stamps.com. I've used stamps.com for like five years. You simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24 hours a day or seven days a week for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send in the, in the world. Once your mail is ready, just leave it at your mail carrier, schedule a free package pickup, or drop it in a mailbox. No human contact required. It's that simple. That's simple. I liked this even before everything that was happening. It's fantastic. Like I said before, with stamps.com, you get great discounts. Five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off USPS shipping rates. In addition to offering discounted US Postal Service rates, stamps.com also offers UPS services with discount rates up to 62%. Plus, with Stamps.com, you don't even have to pay UPS residential surcharges. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, especially now, saving you time and money, keeping you safe in these crazy times. Show your support for the CU Podcast. Right now, the listeners out there, you guys, we love you. You get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment to get you started. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in CU Podcast. That's stamps.com and enter CU Podcast. Stay safe out there, but still mail out packages. We got to keep everything going. All right, Ian. Another another game preservation news. Uh, this comes from GamingAlexandria.com. This was the the dumping of the previously unreleased Viewpoint 2064. All right, so uh, Viewpoint 2064 was a 3D vertical uh, shooter uh, uh, developed by Rack Dim 
to be published by the series owner, good old Sammy, Sammy Corp. It was also American Sammy here. So, Se- sequel to the original Viewpoint, released in 92 for the MVS arcade system. I never played that. Yeah, so believe. the original Viewpoint is a, a scrolling shooter. Uh, it's got a three-quarter isometric view to it. It was by Sammy. Um, actually, it wasn't by Sammy. It was by ICOM, which was then uh, purchased by Sammy. Um, ICOM also did, I believe, Polestar and Blazing Blazing Star for um, the Neo Geo. Uh, anyways, uh, good shooters. Um, it was similar to Zaxxon in like how it looked. <clears throat> um, so that was like the big selling point was this neat th- pseudo 3D uh, viewing angle. Oh, wow, I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's the same exact angle mm-hmm. as, as Zaxxon. Yep. Um, so the game was be- in production for release on the N64, a true sequel, the only true sequel. Uh, we mentioned this a while back, actually, when it was just discovered. Now it's been dumped, and it looks pretty cool, and it looks more or less, um, you know, fairly complete and playable. There are some issues that are listed in uh, the GamingAlexandria.com article that we'll go over. Um, You can't always pick a new branching stage. So it's a shooter, and at the end of each level, similar to, like, this to me looks like it was going to be more similar to, like, a Star Fox. Sure. Um, Which would have been a lot of fun, I think. Um, So there's branching paths. You can't always pick a proper branching path because sometimes the... um, the conditions needed to pick it don't check off. You have to pick them from the actual level select screen. Um, some objects can be flown through. A few cutscenes have some out of place textures. Uh, there's an unselectable boss rush mode. Um, there's one. One of the three power up weapons isn't functional. There's was it um, the ice one? It says it, it's not really working. Um, there's a stage that starts you off inside an enemy, so you you take some damage <laughs> uh, like immediately. And in some stages, the pacing is all off. Uh, you know, you won't see enemies for a long stretch or something. So it's a like prototype, that. but but it's uh, a, a, it. a very complete one that you could definitely get some yeah. some enjoyment out of. It looks like yeah, but you, it looks like there's was it there's 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 five different uh, last stages, so there's a lot of replayability. There's different endings, so. Yeah, for for a shooter, that's not too common to see something like that. No, so it's it's very neat. Um, in terms of the the 3D look, uh, I I kind of like it. I mean, I don't remember playing shooters on N64 that much. Uh, maybe you can comment on how that felt versus other systems. Um, but I I would definitely try something like this out at least. Sure. You know, because I I do like sort of the the Star Fox type of you know, th- sort of you know Star behind, Fox, behind the ship. Panzer Dragoon sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I I try it out here. Let's say three power-ups, fire, lightning, and ice, which orbit the player's ship. The power-ups are called options like an R-type, although players can't switch between the different types and are stuck with whatever they pick up. Each power-up increases firepower and blocks shots on the side. That's always a nice option. The fire and lightning power-ups function properly, but the blizzard power-up does not tr- does not change the shots at all, and the p- player fully invincible instead of anything ice-related. The side shields can also be moved in front of the player's ship and can block incoming fire, but prevents players from shooting. Well, that's pretty cool. Any block shots are absorbed into the energy meter, which then lets, uh, when full, lets players use a powerful wave cannon blast. That's a cool idea. Yeah, so the Blizzard one seems like that wasn't fully implemented in this version. Right. Uh, there, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and you point out some of the things that's, that's wrong with it oh, that aren't complete uh, on here in terms of the branching. And uh, I think you have to, in this version, you have, to, you have to complete it in a certain order to see all the endings, uh, things like that. So, yeah, ch- check it out. I, I mean, why not? And why it wasn't released? There's some theories. Uh, this 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 postulates that shoot 'em ups are losing popularity in the United States. 
and they're primarily in Japan, so why, why bring it out, I guess, at that point? I don't know. I don't know. N64 was not really a shooter system, so that probably didn't help as well. No, no, there's like, no, there's a, there's a fucking, there's a Star Soldier on there. There's a Star Soldier, really? Yeah, in the U.S. too. Wow, but only if someone did a certain N64 guidebook. Maybe, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll review that one. Uh, Star Soldier Vanishing Earth. There. Wasn't it a, there's a, there's a bug one, right? A bug on the, on the, on the box art for an N64 game that was a, that was a shooter? Uh, body harvest, but yeah, I, don't yeah. think, I don't think that's like a traditional shooter. No, that's not a traditional shooter. We're already running out of them, then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, that looks good. Star uh, Soldier and NC Square doesn't look that bad. Uh, for I mean, for no, it's a, fun. a polygon looking shooter. Yeah, it's 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 a fun game. Okay. All right, so I, you you can you can download this ROM as well. ROMs for everyone this week on the CU podcast. You you can go from an N64 3D 3D a shooter. To uh, having pigs and, 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 and mice teach you about traffic safety on the Sega Mass system uh, there. All right. Um, Ian, what's, uh, what's going on? We have, we have a Netflix announcement, it looks like. We do. Uh, so Dragon's Lair. Dragon's is, Lair. Is uh, back in the news again. We covered Dragon's Lair a few Two, years ago, I think. Twice. I think like they were trying to like kickstart a new movie. They're no, they were trying to kickstart enough money to make the proof of concept that, short film that to pitch it. to make yeah. an animated movie. I love Dragon Slayer, but that's a mess. We, t- we talked about how. Remember we talked about the bizarre, like they were like uh, it, was, it was like a local theater group that was doing the the promotional video, and it was really just had nothing to do with Dragon Slayer. Yeah, it was very strange. I guess it was Don Bluth's pals, <laughs> but um. I like the games. I, I I genuinely like the games. I know most people don't. There's not a whole lot of game to Dragon's Lair, but I like the animation. I love Don Bluth's animation, and I like I don't know just wandering through those games every once in a while. Um, so apparently, uh, there is talk of a Dragon's Lair movie starring Ryan Reynolds. What on Netflix? Who was? <laughs> Uh, apparently, he was six years old when Dragon's Lair hit arcades. Was it 83, Dragon's Lair? Yeah, uh, yeah somewhere around there. Um, you know, to go back to some of the things I said the first time around, I just don't know that there's a whole lot here to make a movie. Dragon's Lair was pretty animation, a uh, skimpily dressed princess, and a hero. And a d- dumb hero that you like to see get killed very often. It's going to happen in, in wondrous ways. Yeah. So I I don't know how <laughs> Dirk the Daring. I don't know how to Daphne. make yeah Dirk. I don't know how to make a um a movie out of this. Um yeah, they even mentioned it in this article. Bluth and his partner Gary Goldman in 2015 turned to t- Kickstarter and Indiegogo to raise money for a big screen adaptation of the game, but it was unsuccessful. Yeah, because it's like what's what will be the market for an you know a kind of esoteric arcade title that's almost 40 years old, right? I mean, other than the fact that Bluth's attached to it and his animation is fantastic, Don Bluth is very, very old. Very old. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. So then you go and you make it live action, and you've already eliminated the one thing that really appeals to me about the original, which is sure. his animation. And you're left with a knight and damsel story, and I just, I honestly have, uh,. No idea. Well, how do you, I like. Uh, well, with Ryan Reynolds attached, with it. is he going to be snarky and sarcastic? Because Dirk is not snarky and sarcastic. He's just a noble knight that is kind of goofy, kind of screws up, and he gets killed a lot. I mean, when you play it, it so are they going to? Is it going to be where you see 
Ryan Reynolds' character as Dirk get killed a lot. That could be entertaining if they could figure out a way to do that, where you're constantly doing the wrong thing, getting killed in a humorous way. That could be funny. It right. really could be. But that's all you got. Like that. That's really you, yeah. There's nothing else to it. That's that's all you got. I I mean, um, yeah. The, the, but we don't have to worry about like this would bomb if this came out probably in theaters. But it's Netflix, so it doesn't matter. They put up the money. It gets made. We all watch it. We're gonna all watch this and comment on it when it comes out. I'm just wondering why Netflix decided that this was a good idea. Yeah, I have no idea. And I, mean, I, I, mean, and I also thought, you know, like you said, I thought um, Ryan Reynolds was. He's not the guy choice. I would pick for this. You want to pick someone. You want to play this like a Leslie Nielsen in Naked Gun, where you play it straight and earnest, but it's goofy and, th- and things happen. You know who would be good as a Dirk in that 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 way? Uh, John Hamm. Oh yes, John Hamm could be a very good Dirk. Play it real straight. John Hamm would make a damn good Dirk. I love John Hamm. Oh, so do I. He would be great, and he's got that. He's got the sense got the of humor, humor. right? Exactly. He's got the look, but he's also got that sense of humor that I think would make him good for that role. Start the hashtag John Hamm for Dragon. John Hamm for Dragon. The Dragon. Ham, Ham for Dragon's Lair. <laughs> two M's on the Ham. There. <laughs> yeah, two M's on the Ham. Um. So. Yeah, this is going to cost a ton of money to do something like this. Now, Netflix did have their, their Ryan Reynolds movie, the, the Michael Bay uh, Ryan Reynolds movie that came out. It was not good. I, I turned off after like 30 minutes. <laughs> I didn't watch it. It was just over the top. The, 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 it opened with a car chase scene that was like 20 minutes. Yeah. And it was like overly violent and everything. I was just like, this is nuts. Six Underground. Oh, so that's it, yeah. That came out, and that was something that um, probably would have done okay in theaters, and it went directly to, directly to Netflix. What was it? What was the budget on that? 150 million for a Netflix movie. Holy shit! Wow. So they're not screwed around Netflix. I guess they can afford it. What's weird about Netflix is that they don't release their numbers for who watches what, even to like, reportedly to like the stars of the stuff that are in it. They don't tell them how it did. It's like a trade secret to Netflix, and when they know how popular the stuff is. You know? Yeah. Obviously, if they cancel something, you know no one's watching it, but. Since they're not making money directly off people watching a, a particular thing, they must have their own algorithm to realize, well, this was worth the money or not. But $150 million for a Michael Bay movie for Netflix. Holy shit. That I'm not sure got much fanfare at all. Yeah. I guess they got the money to play with. Uh, and I guess they feel, that, you know, they feel the heat of like Disney Plus and these other... Uh, you know, they, they have to keep people on the platform by doing this. I did see the Mark Wahlberg... Uh, Spencer, uh, the Spencer for Hire uh, sort of reboot remake, Spencer Confidential. It was pretty good. Yeah. It had Winston Duke in it. Good old Winston oh, Duke yeah, from nice. Black Panther. As as uh, I, I never watched Spencer for Hire as a kid. I remember seeing the commercials, but as a sidekick uh, there, it, it was entertaining for you know an hour forty minutes. So I was like, okay, this is great. Nice. That probably didn't cost one hundred fifty million. It didn't have that much going on in it. Oh, oh I got six point two on IMDb. Yeah, it's like a six six out of ten. It's better than average. It was fine, but now Netflix is trying to make this play of we got to do these big sort of movies that would potentially come out in theaters, right? But um, yeah, but Six Underground, I had to turn it off. I just had to. You know, you know, I also had to turn off as, as an aside, <sighs> and I gave it a chance. <sighs> You're retired from this podcast. Um, it was on. I just installed my let's say Fire Stick. It was free on Prime. Was the new Jane, the Jalen Silent Bob reboot movie? Mm-hmm. I, I got through it because I, I mean I um I'm an old school uh, Kevin Smith fan. But wow, that was a little rough to get through. And I like Kevin Smith, but oof, it was a little rough to, to sit through that. I mean, the first rough. Jay and Silent Bob movie was Strikes nothing back. but fan service. And, and, it was, and this was... A, it, it was fun to get high and go see it in the theaters, but I never needed to see it again. Well, this was the a, a more mature version of it 
because there's still cameos to get the old the old characters back. They get Matt Damon gets back. Uh, he has a short little cameo as Loki uh, f- from uh, Dogma. You get Matt. Uh, you get the uh, the Affleck character in there. You see uh, what, what was her name from Chasing Amy? Is it uh, Joey Adams? Was that what was her Joey name? Lauren Adams? Jo- Joey Lauren Adams. She's in it. Um, so you see all the characters back, but the story's paper thin. But it's all about Jay Jay Muse. Actually, did a pretty good job. Finds out he had a kid. From Shannon Elizabeth and, and Jane Saw Bob Strikes Back, long lost daughter. But the daughter is played by Kevin Smith's daughter, so it's a little weird when you realize that. So they're, uh. having, they're having emotional scenes, but it's really. Anyway, so it, it was, it was, there was so slight chuckles here and there, but overall, I didn't really laugh watching it. When it comes to his stuff, like, I kind of tuned out after Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back. And he's obviously out there still having fun. Seems like a decent guy. I have a lot of friends who are really into his stuff. That's cool. I just, it, I kind of fell off of now it. Now I'm afraid to go back and watch Mallrats. I own, I own it. It was the first DVDs. I, I watch it every once in a while, and it's still good. It's so okay. It's so, still good. So the the first trilogy is still good. Uh, Clerks, Chase. Uh, Actually, Mallrats, I, I never, I never much cared for Chasing Amy. You didn't like it. That was like his serious film, basically. Yeah, then. everyone liked it. I, I didn't much care for it. It wasn't because it was serious. I just didn't like the movie. That much. I thought it was okay. I, I haven't probably watched it in twenty years. In this grand, in the grand scheme of things, it's fine. Um, but you know, Mallrats has always been my favorite of his, which is kind of the the odd opinion out. But yeah, I love Mallrats. I mean, obviously, Clark was good, or else he wouldn't be able to do Mallrats. Uh, it, it was it was it was fun, and and, and Mallrats is, is close to my heart because it featured things that I actually went to. So I was like, oh, it's Clark's was good. Uh, Dogma was cute. Jay and Silent Bob was fun. I mean, that's really all I got to say about him. One thing I remember about Jane Saw Bob is that it, it like came out right after September 11th, or right around there, so it was a weird time sure. to see something like that. That's what I remember. It was September 2001 uh, when that came out. But um, I thought he was going to be done. I thought I thought he had a certain number of movies he was going to do. He Dogma was supposed to be his last one. Really? Dogma was supposed to be his last one, from what I, if, if I'm remembering correctly. Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, I think, was the, like, okay, okay, we're going to go out on, like, a fun note. Like a more fun. Then note. he started doing weird stuff, and he did like I pop think, out. I, th- I think. Well, it was that was Dogma was supposed to be. I think Dogma was supposed to be the last of the View Askewverse. View Askew universe. Gotcha. Yeah. And then I think he ended up doing Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back, and then he was only supposed to be. He was not going to stop doing movies, but he, oh, okay. he was going to go and do other. See, like, I thought stuff. I thought he had a, he had a certain number of movies. I thought he was almost like Tarantino said, "I have a certain number of movies." I mean, that's it. I thought I heard him. Say no, that. I don't think it was that. I mean, I, if he said that, I didn't hear it. It was always that the View Universe was supposed to be done after Dogma, and then uh, he really threw that to shit with Clark's Two, and then Clark's, I think there's a th- Clark's. I like three. Clark's Two. I like I, Clark's Two. That too. was probably me the highlight out of out of what. Think, by the time I finally got around to seeing it, I actually enjoyed Clerks 2. I did not expect to enjoy Clerks 2 Oh my 2 god, Clerks 3 and Twilight of the Mallrats are coming out. I knew there was a Clerks 3 coming. I thought, honestly, I always thought it had come out. So I guess he's got two more in him. Maybe he and there was there. always a joke about... There was always, I thought, a rumor about Mallrats getting a sequel as well. Well, well at the end well, at the end of Mallrats, I think they, it was... They, at the end of Mallrats, they said coming soon will be because they had they have no. It, at the end of Mallrats, it says find Jay and Silent Bob and chasing Amy. It did say that. Yes. What that's was what the one says. that I thought one of them said Clerks too, or or or, or something like that. No, it, it it shows Jay and Silent Bob walking down the street with a monkey in between them. They're Chimpa- holding the chimpanzee. Ha- yeah, they're holding the hands of the chimpanzee. Which they reference in this movie. They actually referenced it. And it says Suzanne catch them in chasing Amy. Okay. Let's see. He's he's done a few other ones like Yoga Hosers. Uh, Red State, Cop Out, which which was supposedly horrible because Bruce Willis was a wreck to work with. 
Uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. I forgot he directed that. Jersey Girl, infamously, he directed. Yep. So, um, all right, I'm I'm there for Clerks three because because uh, for Zero Dawson's in it again. I'm there for any of it, and, and, and she was in this one as well. She was the wife of the Shannon Elizabeth character. It was just nice to see it. He got everyone back from all his movies. He, 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 everyone likes Kevin Smith enough to come back and do these cameos. Yeah, even like his exes. Like Joey Lauren Adams and him were like a serious oh, that's right. they were a They thing. were a serious thing for years. And she still comes back and does this. So. Yeah. You know, good on Kevin Smith. There you go. He's got a good podcast there. So anyway, anyway, Dragon's Lair. I'll finish up about Dragon's Lair is that this is going to be weird for people. To- Don't even try to tie this back around. I'm going to try to tie it back around it's because done. it's an older property, like like Clerks would be the comeback or Mallrats, where it's sort of past its time. That I'm not sure if anyone young will be like this. Will be interesting besides the hardcore Dragon's Lair folks, like Ian and I, more Ian. All right, Ian. We got some scumbag sellers of the. the- Weeks, week, weeks, weeks of the weeks of, of of the of the current public health crisis. So this was a Medium article that was examining something interesting in the world of of of, of online retailers. Nintendo Switch prices at Amazon soar sixty two percent as price gougers prey on desperate shoppers. Price gougers have, have sent prices of everything from face masks to hand sanitizer soaring during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, but the la- latest scheme is pointing at stuck at home consumers looking at for some entertainment. Price of the Switch are seeing a major run at, at Amazon, in some cases as much as 62% above retail. They looked at 93,000 individual SKU records going back to 2016 and discovered that beginning on March 13th, about two and a half weeks ago, prices for the Switch began a steep rise above normal retail levels. And that's about when they started locking down places like the California was about getting locked down around that date and time. Um, the console is going for average $452. Yeah, so I think San Diego, I think we were locked down on the uh, 20th. Um, and I believe NorCal, those six counties, Oakland area and all that. San Francisco was locked down a little sooner. They locked down, I think, that Tuesday, the 17th. So, yeah, just days before. As this was obviously getting bad, people started to be like, maybe. Maybe I got to Maybe I should have something to play at home. Um a lot of people have, I think, you know, I, I think the Switch is kind of an easy go-to for a lot of people who don't play video games regularly, who don't have, um, you know, who might not be the PlayStation 4, Xbox One market. Uh, you know, these are people who probably didn't have any, who started to buy these. You know, people who didn't already have any systems at home, so they had nothing like that, and they're like, well, maybe it'll be fun to play a game. I think people still think of Nintendo. It's what they grew up with, and it's got the more, I don't know, fun, family-friendly, I guess, uh, face family, to it. fun, fr- friendly. Living friends. rooms. Living rooms. Um, <laughs> together. Uh, but it has... Uh, you know, Mario titles, Zelda titles. It's stuff that people know. So when people think, hey, I want to play a video game who don't normally play video games, I think a lot of times it does. People are like, a Nintendo system would be fun. It's portable. You can play it on the couch. You can pop it on the TV. And uh, Animal Crossing was starting to get a lot of hype. And I think all of that combined, the Animal Crossing, the lockdown, uh, I I I think lockdown combined with Animal Crossing really put a much heavier focus on yeah. uh, Switch demand. We it was how, kind of a perfect storm. We even talked about how well Animal Crossing has done. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen numbers yet, honestly. Um, but it's supposedly done like better than what anyone thought it was going to do. Yeah, I know it was like crazy in Japan. Animal Crossing. So says... right now, I'm looking right now. So on Amazon, 
I'm not going to check eBay because that's going to be a sh- you know shit show there. But right now, it looks like the lights are still within reason. What it looks like for a Switch Lite. Now, remember, Switch Lite's a, you know a single player experience, so it's it's not going to be as good for the family, you know, getting two controllers. Uh, wow, when I when I, when I checked it a couple days ago, the Switch Lights were somewhat close to two hundred dollars. Now they're already creeping up closer to three hundred. Um, and the Switch, it looks like. Um, yeah, it's you're gonna have to pay over four hundred dollars, four fifty. Uh, if you want to get the the eight deluxe bundle, people are are charging five fifty. That's insane because you can just buy the Switch even cheaper and just get the game separately, and it'll be like fifty bucks less than five fifty, even if you pay an exorbitant amount of like four fifty or so uh, for the Switch. Uh, looks like the gray one's a little bit cheaper because who wants those ugly gray joy? <laughs> I held out for the blue and the blue and red one myself uh, when I did that. Uh, no, it looks like okay. It looks like you can get a switch. You can get a yellow switch even on Amazon for like two twenty to two fifty, two sixty. So that's a little bit uh, steep, but it's it's still obviously above the above the um, the two hundred retail on that. I'll look on eBay real quick. If you're looking up the you're looking up the Animal Crossing, I'm trying to look up some of their numbers. Yeah, uh, on eBay, uh, switch console. I just want to see for the heck of it what's going on there uh, for the sales. Uh, Four fifty. New, buy it now. Uh, Four twenty, new. Two hours left on a used one. Twenty bids, Ian. This is how people are desperate. Four hundred five dollars for a used Switch. With four with four games, I guess that makes it worth it. You get you get Pokemon, Mario, Scribble Knots, um, Kirby. So uh, people are are trying to you know people are going to probably try to sell their used ones. You're going to you're going to have a flood of the market of some used ones during this too. It'd be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, as far as sales, there's nothing solid right now for Animal Crossing, but it says that uh, this is from the 26th, so there's nothing like up up to date. Um, but Animal Crossing New Horizons is on track to become one of the best-selling video games of all time in Japan, according to sales figures released by Famitsu. The game managed to sell 1.88 million physical copies in its opening three days in Nintendo's home market. Wow. Uh, a number far bigger than any other Switch game or Animal Crossing title to date. That includes Pokemon Almost Sword 2 million Shield. in Japan? Almost 2 million. That's just physical copies. That's just the first three days of it being released. So that's not even accounting digital. Japan, which, Japan has a population of about 127 million. The, it says the game managed to sell 1.88 million physical copies in its opening three days in Nintendo's home market. So at minimum, you said what? What was the number? Final number? One point what? One point eight? Yes. One point eight divided by one. You just said that. I, I think you just quoted Japan having a way smaller population than it does. It is 126.8 million. I said 127. Oh, okay. I thought you said 1.27. I was like, huh? that means at minimum, if you don't count digital. 1.4% of the Japanese population purchased Animal Crossing. That's it. That's I can't even like that's, fathom that's that. just physical. That's it. That's insane. Yeah. That's like probably like the Dragon Warrior craze sort of level of stuff that happened, you know, back in like the late 80s. Back in like yeah, back like when Part 5 came out on the, you know, Famicom and shit. That's nuts. Yeah, it's wild. That would be the equivalent of in our country 1.4% of whatever we have 330 million. One point four divided by three hundred thirty. That would be if some. It, what, is, what is the numbers of that? Three hundred thirty divided by one point four. 
I can't do the math right now. Yeah. So it's, it's a big number, though. You can't ever do the math. I can't do the math. Let's try to figure let's, it out. Let's just say that 2% of Japan has purchased a copy of this game. Oh, I, I did the math wrong. Times point. Oh, one, four. That would be if 4.6 million people in this country, that would be the equivalent here. Yeah, it's nuts. I don't think it'll be that high here, no. obviously. No, I don't. But either. it'll be high. It'll be high. But yeah, a lot they, of people they like their Animal this. Crossing in Japan. And that we do here too, obviously, but that's that's insane. So uh, yeah, so I don't have exact numbers, but that was Japan. It was the number one seller of all video games in UK last week, although it dropped to part uh, the third place this week. I have no idea what it did in the US. So you think there was a run of people going out to the like Target, like they did when they first came out and buying this to, to sell online? I guess they, some people probably guessed that this would be a thing, or they saw it happening and just sold with whatever stock they had and just upped the price. I, I'm guessing because since this, this isn't an essential item, there's no anti-scalper laws for entertainment like this you can do right. what you want i also don't think this was necessarily something people planned for i think this was just oh this would i, I mean it all happened so quick from like the 13th to now so that was probably people being like eh, this might be a good thing to have yeah in, in secondary i don't know and then they sold it for a profit i'm assuming used ones are probably going for a fair amount too because i could still buy on target's website i could still get a, a, a regular switch light for two hundred dollars shipped, sure. So that seems like there's a lot more of those uh, out there right now. For the turquoise and the gray one, uh, it says free shipping. It's even in stock at our local store. There. Let me just see the. Let's see a switch. Is it if it's in stock anywhere? The regular switch is not uh, in stock at our local store. Let me check the other stores in the US because our local store is actually not that big. Um, out of stock everywhere in San Diego. The gray switch. Yeah. Not surprised. It's gone. So uh, the in the days leading up to us closing at Luna, um, I would say, honestly, 50% of the calls were for the Switch. Everyone wow. was looking for a Switch. That was... I, I could literally answer, no, sorry, we don't have any Switches, and get it correct one out of every two calls, I'm sure. Um, and then we've done a couple of curbside pickup days and we'll answer the phone if it rings while we're there. Two things I want to bring up. One, it's insane to me the number of people that are still calling Luna being like, are you guys open? No, we're not. It's, we're, we're not we're, GameStop. We're not essential. We're, we're a week and a half in. <laughs> we're doing curbside pickup. We're doing our next one in a week. Like, you can come, Yeah, you, you know, you can get something then. But then the question is always... Like and it's oh, been man. the joke for the two curbside pickups is do you have any switches? No, we don't have any switches. Well, That's what people are calling for. Maybe you put it on your website, hey, we don't have any switches. You can yeah. do that. Hey, I'm I'm thinking of an opportunity here. I, I can do curbside pickup at my at my garage and just start sort of offload some stuff. Yeah. Hey, you want a Sega C D system? <laughs> You're ready to go I'll bundle a few games from the shelf there. Okay. So obviously Oh, that was a really cute story I'll 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 tell uh when people were buying systems this past weekend, uh, we would throw in like a free game. Sure, we didn't tell people we were doing that, but if you're buying a system and you're supporting us and you're coming out, yeah, fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna throw you a free game. And it was always something cheap, but we tried to make sure it was something good. And uh, I can't remember what it was. Oh, some guy bought like an N64 and uh, a bunch of games, and I put a free Pilot Wings in there for oh, him. Oh, nice. And uh, you know, I I run out. I give him the bag. I, you know, I've got gloves on. I thank him for everything. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, I really appreciate it. And we run back inside. I run back inside, and I'm sitting there. And then, like eight minutes later, there's a knock at the door, 
and like immediately we're like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ, because people have been like trying to come in, getting their like sure. stop. But we turn and it's that guy, and he looks real confused, and he's like, "You guys put something in my bag that's not mine," and I'm like, "Oh, that's a freebie, man," and he's like. Oh, thanks. And he was, like, so happy. Aww. Not that I would have expected people to do that, but no one else, like, did that. Everyone else, you know, saw it and was like, well, it's a free game, or maybe it was a mistake, but whatever, I'm going home. I got games. Some- he was like, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I- man, it's for you. Thank you. So- sometimes people are like... We, I, we very so- much appreciate yeah. it. There was, there was a couple of people, there was a few people, I think, that were sent two books by accident and a couple emails like hey you sent me two books I'll return one I was like yeah I'll send you the prepaid label so some people are, are super honest like that and they'll, yeah. they'll send it back to you with that so this is what I'm going to say about with the current uh, certain public health crisis obviously China shut down basically their whole industry their country for like two months from like early January up to like sometime I think in early March they, 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 they're now getting going with, uh, again with their own basketball games and everything they're trying so this obviously is slowing production of new switches uh Last year, I think we reported on the podcast that, that Nintendo is going to be producing Switches elsewhere. So they've looks like they already are maybe ahead of the curve because now it looks like they're going to be producing them also in Vietnam or have it in Vietnam. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know how this has hit Vietnam. I, I can look it up. But the good news is that there will be more Switches on the way. It's just that with this, with this pause and what's going on, it might be a little bit uh, delayed here. Um, actually, I'll look up. I'll look up to see you know, how bad it is in Vietnam and if they shut down everything. I think Vietnam was the place I heard about that had that really great theme song about washing your hands. Vietnam, there's only 207 uh, confirmed total cases. They got this. They got this on lockdown. Sounds. It seems like uh, Southeast Asia has done a decent job with this for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, so far, so you're, you'll get more switches eventually. I, obviously, with the, you can't be patient though with this going on if you want to switch right now and you're home right now. Uh, but yeah, try try not to uh, go overboard here. Unless I guess you can afford it. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you still have your job. You can pay five hundred bucks for, for a switch or more. Some of these are going for more than that. Some bundles. So. And while I have held one and I really like the Switch Lite, definitely make sure if you're thinking of impulse purchasing one, just make sure that you're okay with not being able to hook it up to the TV. Sure, I'm someone who does not hook mine up to the TV very often at all, but I really enjoy having that option. I don't think the Switch Lite is bad, but I don't want someone to like... It's not a, a full substitute. Yeah, I don't want someone to yeah. go and buy one and and then you know regret it like a month later. Sure. Again, you can go on... I, I, I said on Target, you can buy a Switch Lite and they'll ship it to you. Um, I didn't check Walmart, so just be careful out there with what's going on. It looks like you can even buy it through, uh, through Best Buy. I clicked on a Google link and it's through Best Buy, you can get the Switch Lite retail uh, new for $200. So that hasn't obviously hit people uh, with the same sort of uh, impulse as getting the regular Switch. Because again, Switch is multiplayer, family, friends, family, couch, co-op, family. There. All right. Food, folks, and fun. The Food, old, folks, and fun. The old McDonald's uh, uh, tag. That was their logo? Food, folks, and fun? Food, folks, and fun was a very short-lived... And heart disease? Was that was that, was that the fourth tenant of that... Uh... Promo. Yeah, I ha- I'm not. I'm not imagining it. I just. I just. Uh, was it food, folks, and fun? At I just looked it up. Today? Food, folks, and fun. All right, great. All right, um, Ian. We have a Patreon. How do you access the CU podcast? Go Patreon. to patreoncom slash podcast. And, and what do you get at the podcast? You get Thanks. an Ian writing. Just went up on Monday. Just did a writing for last week. Uh, what was your focus? The writing. Uh, Animal Crossing. Tried to focus mostly on Animal Crossing. Uh, this week, who knows? Uh, I got to do another one. I'll probably try to get that up soon. It'll probably be Animal Crossing again. No, I have no idea what it'll be. I I don't ever have things that I think are interesting to talk about. Um, 
but I, I find ways. You're really selling the Patreon. Sorry, I'm just I'm being sorry, on- interesting. When I'm, I write. Just, I'm just being honest. Like I, I, I want, I want people's fucking, <laughs> I want people's expectations to be tempered. We're having Lower a certain crisis. We're in a certain crisis. I'm not doing a whole lot. Yeah, but you can still write about whatever memories. You can do a Q and A thing. You can do whatever. I'm doing I'm, on, on Pat's separate Patreon. I'm doing now a a, a monthly um, Q and A video. Exclusive to my Patreon. Wow. Patreon.com slash Pat Country. Trying to get that going again there. Thanks for that wow, Ian. Wow, you're, you're, you've been just... Q and you're, you're Pat's dad today. You're just nothing, nothing Pat's good, Pat. Pat's dad. You're Pat's dad today. All right. Patreon poll topic you vote on every week. Vote. In third place. Wow, third place. Are you interested in watching WrestleMania this year? 18%. No, I have no interest in WrestleMania in a, in a, in a, in a small, dark room. I just It's a yeah. shame because like Edge versus This wasn't Orange. voted on. I know, but I'm just saying that's why I'm not interested in <laughs> In second place, which will make sure it's there next week, will we ever see another major console that is not Nintendo slash Sony slash Microsoft? I thought we scrapped that one. No, you wanted to. It's not up to you, baby. It's up to the, what they want. And second place gets the auto buy-in for the next week. And in number one place, first place, talk about Nintendo and Mario 30th, 35th anniversary release. Rumors. So it's Mario's 35th anniversary. Super Mario Brothers 35th yes, anniversary. Yes, super. The super yeah. one. The one with the cape. Um, yeah, 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers. That's neat. One with the cape. Super. I just was just saying oh, well, he's world with the cape, but okay. Go. He does have a cape in world. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, so there's lots of talk about what Nintendo's going to do to celebrate. Um, celebrate. But people are, are starting to put in their votes, their hopes for uh, remakes. Um, people think that there's going to be a remake of Sunshine. People think there's going to be a remake of 64. Um, I, I hope we see... I wouldn't mind seeing a console-based remake of 64. Or a good port of it. I would like to play it again. I've never much cared for Mario 64. I would like to play it on a modern system and see if maybe uh, a fresh coat of paint could change my mind on it. Okay. Um, Super Mario Sunshine, on the other hand, that's one that people love or hate. Uh, I, I just feel kind of in the middle of the road on Mario Sunshine. I think that that's probably the one that will we will see a, a remake of that probably sooner um, because were it's what that game came out that game came out when a lot of people who are now in their early 20s were growing up with a gamecube i think there's a lot of nostalgia right now for super mario sunshine we're selling a lot of super mario sunshine whenever we get it in at work so i think that that's definitely one that we could see um a remake of i i think that's probably what it will be you think it's gonna be that I, that would be if they're going to remake a Mario game. That's what they're going to do. Well, sixty four had what the one on the DS. Right? It had the one on the DS already. So that's a remake. Kind People of, always yeah. want to see that one on an actual console though, because that one did not. Ha- it was with a D pad. There was no like, it didn't have like true analog support. Oh, I see. And it had all sorts of like added characters and stuff like that. So it would be cool to see so that. They like, could do a semi port of that i guess if they wanted to or try to yeah i wouldn't mind seeing like a full-fledged remake but you could do a uh you know even a port they've got a really nice engine in the mario odyssey engine that they could do i mean they could they could recreate a mario game and make it look really nice if they wanted to well this is the actual the actual rumors or reported um these were backed up by 
the sites VGC and then Eurogamer. It said for the remasters, our sources telling us that Nintendo was pursuing something like a Super Mario All Stars Two for the 3D Mario games. That's extremely ambitious. This would include Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and then Super Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy 2. It's likely that 3D World may get its own separate deluxe style release, which would make sense since, you know, the Switch is a bigger... That was bit. that was the uh, that was the Wii U one. Exactly. So and maybe get Land and World together. It makes sense to re-release something that no one bought on the Wii U. Uh, so while it's possible the older 3D Mario games would come in a single compilation, uh, sure, re-release them for the 50th time. It's also likely Nintendo will release them individually as it did with the Zelda remasters. So that's a very ambitious thing to say, that we're going to just remaster all the, the big 3D Mario games and put them out. Um, that's I don't know if that's going to happen. I can see them just re-releasing them with, without the remastering all of them. That just seems like, how would they have time to do all that and get it all out for uh, unless they were playing this years in advance? I think I, it depends on what you want to expect out of a remaster and what they're going to do. I mean, they did do the um, Wind Waker and uh, Twilight Princess ones for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Wii U wasn't around for long, and both of those came out. You know, I, I mean, I don't think they need if it's if it's just doing a slight remaster. You know, uh, textures and things like that. You probably don't need a huge team. But some of those, like if you're going to do Mario 64, if you do it on like an All Stars pack. You could definitely just leave it the way it was. Just leave it. You can or, leave or it the way it was. that and, and, the, and the DS one. Put, but I feel like if it. you're going to try to charge its, you, you know, if you're going to try to make it its own separate release, or SKU, as the kids like to call them, SKU, uh, uh, then SKU. I feel like that would probably be more of a candidate for a full remake. Stock keeping unit, Ian. Yeah. But I would say that. I don't, I don't, but knowing Nintendo, no, I don't think that this is all going to happen this year. And I, I would be surprised if we actually got it in a Mario All-Stars pack. I would be very surprised. I like what Nintendo does most of the time, but that doesn't mean I don't have criticisms what? for them. And they will definitely milk all of this. I don't see why people wouldn't be satisfied to have these non-remastered put out in a pack and sell them. They would be, but I don't think, I don't know that Nintendo will do that. For these, but it's okay to do the 8 and 16-bit ones, but they don't want to do it for the, the newer consoles. Right. I don't know. I'm like 50-50 on this about what, what what direction they would go. I definitely see them re-releasing the Wii U stuff, though, because that makes sense, too. So that's, that with every other freaking first title, you know, game for the most part. So, so like, that's World. World, like we've yeah. mentioned before, does have some uh, touchscreen stuff uh, that you did use the controller for. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they can get around that. Um, sure. They can get around that. And I, I'd love 3D Land. I'd love to see 3D Land included in there for for no real reason other than the fact that it would be a great the, package of games. Is that the one was Cat Mario? Which one was Cat Mario? That's 3D World as well. But um, yeah, it was introduced in 3D Land, which was the 3DS Mario. Okay. So that I'd be more likely to to, to see happen there. Maybe they'll announce that stuff in, in, in the next Direct in June or later in the summer there. And then they also claim that there's going to be, uh, let's see, Paper Mario game, meanwhile, represents a return to the franchise's roots. It means something closer to the N64 and GameCube games, which are uh, beloved and leave behind the baggage of the, of the more forgettable entries on 3DS and so Wii U. So that means probably an RPG, something closer to an RPG. Okay. It's um, a lot to do in, in one year, though. Or, that, that, that's, that's my a, number one thing. Nintendo uh, doesn't do anything particularly fast. By the time no. they announce something, like on a Nintendo Direct, it's usually only maybe six months away from release. They're pretty good about that. Sure. Um, uh, unless it's like a big preview, you know, like um, that's 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 wrong. What I'm saying is wrong. Um, 
but by the time they finally get that hype machine going with like in-depth previews, it's pretty close to release. I don't think Nintendo is going to have any of this stuff. I, I mean, you might, we might get a, a remaster, sure, but I don't know that we're going to get a new Mario game. I, I think you're going to get one thing, and that's it. You're going to get one of these things. You're going to get just a pack with nothing remastered or one remaster or Paper Mario. This is what I think we'll actually get this year. I think we'll find a way to get 3D World on the Switch, sure, that's whether or not it comes with 3D Land. And I think we will get a new Paper Mario game announced that will be an RPG. You don't think you'll get a, a pack? Like the old pack came out like for the 25th anniversary? <sighs> no, I, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I don't see that necessarily happening quick, but that would, depending on how much effort they want to put into the versions that they're putting on the pack, that would be a quick thing for them to throw together for Mario's 35th birthday. So we could see any of it, but we're not going to see all of it. And it's certainly not all going to be this year. Like, I would expect to have that Paper Mario announced this summer and maybe out next year sometime. I don't know. Is the 35th a big anniversary where you have to do something versus obviously the 25th? Also, no, I don't think so. That's the other thing. Unless you're you're a video game Twitter account and you do the anniversary of everything it's the 21st birthday of destruction (laughs) derby on the playstation let's who remembers do you remember (laughs) fucking give me likes and retweets um i fucking hate those accounts that's why why i needled you (sighs) the fucking worst seven years ago this uh, classic came out i guess well this will be interesting year for 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 the anniversary the real the real anniversary is next year it's 50 years next year for mario that's going to be interesting to see if they do something for that. 50 years next year for what? Mario. Donkey Kong would be 50 years. Uh, excuse me, 40 years. Not 40. 50. I was going to say, Jesus. 40 years next year. That, that's going to be interesting. I mean, uh, what, the theme park was supposed to come out this year, but with everything, with the Olympics getting pushed, they might as well push that uh, for the Universal Japan thing. So Yeah, I have a feeling uh, that we might see more for 40th overall. You think so? 35th anniversary of the second. That's a weird thing to say. It's a 30th anniversary of, Super, I get, it's the start of the Super Mario franchise, but there was Mario games before that, even though there was only a couple. Right. You know, it's still, you know what I mean? Plus, he was the villain. Remember, he was the villain in that one game. Oh, <gasps> man. I love Donkey Kong Jr. so much. So, so much. Yeah, there'll be a Donkey Kong anniversary as well. Maybe there'll be a new Donkey Kong country next year. Oh. I would like that. That'd be sweet. Anyway, all right. That's it for this. That's it for this. We're, we, we can hold off that Q&A to next week. It's still going to be uh, just as topical as it is. We've got an hour and 40 minutes or so here. So. 142, Ian. Your pat mutant power of telling time without seeing it pass. Is, is, is my a, pat a, mutant power? You never heard of my mutant power of doing that? I'm I, good at that, too. The whole, like, guessing how long I've literally been. woken up in the middle of the night and knew what time it was for looking at something. Oh, yeah. Multiple times. It's, it's, it's weird. Your body has a clock. No, I mean like it's two thirty-seven, sort of that specificity, 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 specificity. It's happened before. I'm That's not, a good one. Ask, ask, ask my uh, my ex about that. It's happened multiple times where I'm like, oh, it's this time, and it was specificity. That's a word that I don't have trouble with that you do. Specificity. There are definitely words about? that I have trouble with that you don't. But specificity is one that I don't have a, pro- a tough time saying. Specificity. Yeah. She sells. She. She sells. Hold fuck. on. <clears throat> Let me lube up the mouth real quick. Oh, that's not too good. Seashells, seashells by the seashore. There. She sells seashells by the seashore. That's actually the best I've ever done it. Wow. I was I was the, the very pre- much expecting to just flub it horribly. The, the pressure was on. Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. Wow. Wow, Ian. All right. We have a new YouTube channel for you. Or go on that TikTok and do all that with the kids love and you'll get a million views on TikTok. I don't <laughs> sure. I don't know if you can monetize it TikTok, but you can be a TikTok star doing what are those called? When you do something like Peter P- 
Piper. I, I think they call them talkers. That, that, that's the name of the people who use TikTok. A bunch of talkers. No, the name of like the, the tongue phrases. Twisters. Oh, they're just called tongue twisters? Tongue twisters. I thought there was another name, for, another name for that. Now I'm getting tongue twisted. Tongue twister phrases. Hold on. Twister. You're getting bonus content in this segment here. Tongue twisters. Let's see what some famous ones are. She sells, she sells. That one always gets me. I'm not, I'm not doing can, it again. How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? I can do that one easily. Ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. That's easy. Six slippery snails slid slowly seaward. Wow, okay. I saw Susie sitting in a shoe shine. Wow. I saw Susie sitting in a shoe shine. That's a tough oh, one. Oh, this one looks, this one is uh. going to be awful. This one's called Sheik's Sheep. <clears throat> the six, <laughs> this one sucks. The six, six, the sixth sick, the sixth sick, the sixth sick sheiks sixth sheeps sick. Fuck that one. Fuck that one with a shovel. The S's are tough because you have to like form the S. Six sick sheiks yeah. six ships sheeps six. Right. Fuck it. I'm trying this one. Betty Botter bought some butter, but she said the butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it will make my batter bitter. But a bit of better b- butter, damn it! But a bit of better butter will make my batter better. So twas better Betty Botter bought a bit of better butter. I almost got it. It's the one word for me. Off. Black bug bit a big black bear, but where is the big black bear that the big black bug bit? That's, That's pretty good. That's a fun one. <laughs> oh, stumps sitting skunks. A skunk sat on a stump. The stump thunk. The skunk. Ooh, that one sunk me in the second line. <clears throat> good stuff. Tongue twist. I have. I have got a date at a quarter to eight. I'll see you at the gate, so don't be late. That's easy, that one. Some of these are, like, really tough. Some of these are easy. Some of these are just fanciful little rhyming things. The clam one's easy. The woodchuck one is is actually, I think, once you actually read it, a lot of people could get that one. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? That one's easy. I can do that one all day long. There's two more lines, though. He would chuck, he would, as much as he could, and chuck as much wood as a woodchuck would if a woodchuck could chuck wood. Yeah, that one's not so bad. Yeah, it's not so bad. No, it's the S's. That sixth... I can't even say it. Sixth... Sixth chic. Sixth chic? Sixth chic. I'm trying to find that one and read it myself. That one fucking sucks. Sixth chic. Yeah, it's... Sixth chic. Here it is. It's just one line. Nine. The six chic chics sit sheeps sick. <laughs> it doesn't even sound like you said words there. Dude. I did. No, I, I thought I said you did. No, you you were nowhere close. The six six sheeps six sheeps sick. I said it. I got it. I got it. Well, it's we'll, so tough. This sound yeah. is like we'll 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 let the peanut gallery decide how okay. close you got. I thought that I got one. that one. I, uh, the Peter Piper one, I probably couldn't do that quickly. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. How many pecks of pickled peppers would Peter Piper pick if a pick of I, I, That's I, not I, it. I, yeah, That's I know. I, I don't know where. I like the better, yeah, the Betty Botter one. I couldn't say it. That one I almost got. Pro. Anyway, this is a fun studio podcast. Yeah, we're out of here. Just doing some, some tongue twisters at the end. Yeah, we'll do some tongue twisters. I'll, I'll probably be streaming again this weekend. And I'll do another flash sale for uh, Midwest uh, for a certain NES guidebook. We'll see. Here. We'll see. And you can get the Blu-ray. You can get, you can get the limited shirt as well there. Plenty of limited shirts left. Running out of the My Man shirts. We've only got small and medium My Man's left. Uh, there. All right, that's Ian. Bye. I'm Pat. We'll see you later.